drinking beers, rolling dice, and talking shit. The Veteran Gamer Re-Enlisted. Episode 62. The Straight Smell of Odessa. What's up, Veteran Gamers? We are back with another edition show that drinks beer, rolls dice, talks shit. Yes, we do. I'm your host, Andy. Joe, my best friend, Ray. Hobbit Ray. Hobbit Ray. And I'm the fat guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're getting there. I'm getting there. You're trying. Trying. You're trying. I can't hit that 200, man. It's fucking <laughs> annoying. <laughs> so we're back. It's well, It's been a while. We actually sat down and recorded. Yeah, because, I mean, we recorded those times and we talked a lot. Yeah, we did the... Um, what was uh, it? The Dice, Dice Hammer, Hammer recap, recap, which was like five hours of content with Pretty Dick. And then the the FAQ. Which we could have made two out of that, but then it would have been irrelevant. So it was a lot. Two long, out of the what? Out of the FAQ talk. Yeah. But yeah. we all need to be at one time. No, no, it's fine. It, it's the FAQ in one show is a lot to talk about. It's worth just to go through it, you know, the whole thing. Give them 92 hours of content, you know. I think that's worth it. Mm-hmm. So if we're back. Sitting down. We actually just finished a game, which we're going to talk about here. Uh, Because on today's show, um, we're going to do some after-action review. This is the post-FAQ getting our games in, figuring it out. Yeah, which unfortunately hasn't been many for both of us. For both of us, yeah. Work's been... (laughs) Work, kids... You know, it's it's that kind of it's that's that time why, of year. That's why everybody at, at my fucking work taking fucking vacation because they want to have family time and shit. No oh, fucking family time. Yeah, retarded. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we're gonna give you our first sort of impressions of the FAQ, and some of that stuff came into play in our game, um, especially around fly. I think it's, that's gonna come in a lot in like what we're gonna talk about. But it's like you're doing your stuff and you just don't think about it, right? And it's like, can you do that? Because they can't go over this. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going to do a little bit of the, the post-game after-action review. we got some maximum effort to talk about. Ray's got some surprises in maximum effort. And we got to get caught up on a butt-ton of shit from listener responses, phone calls, emails, voicemails. Listener responses are cool. They're always fun. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. we got a ton of it to get caught up on, so we're going to get caught up on that. Um, but... Uh, so that's the agenda. Um, oh, something special. We got new rulers. Yes. We got the new rulers. So um, I play Tony Myers. He is the owner, operator, proprietor, total pimp over at Hammerhead Games. They make some badass accessories for your 40K. They got the wound markers and dial counters. They got and, a lot of stuff that are really cool. Yeah. Um, but we went ahead and... Uh, I talked. I worked out a deal with Tony. We got a special edition. Um, what would we call this ruler? It's the. Um, it's got like the all dick these measure. Yeah, the yeah the, the dick measure for us. That's what it is. Well, the full nine inches. I mean, I've so. already used it too. <laughs> or are you talking about the three inch marker? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no but these rulers are cool. Well, I'm they- not. I'm not a shower. <laughs> so. All that hair gets in the way too. It's, so they're hiding in there, right? <laughs> it looks like a little mushroom it's cap, like in a bunch just, of moss. It just comes out. <laughs> it's like from the shadows, you know. <laughs> but he's got these really cool rulers that got like a nine-inch measure, a three-inch, a two-inch. I don't. I forget what the, the exact nomenclature of this this one is. I'll put a link in and I'll show a picture. But we got some specially made up, veteran gamer re-enlisted branded rulers. These are badass. Um, you can check them out at hammerheadgames.net. 
Um, Ray and I will actually be handing these out to our opponents at um, the SoCal Open. Yeah. Um, so if you're an opponent of ours at the SoCal Open, um, you're going to get a free... Free measurement free, ruler. Free measurement ruler. You can measure your dick in, yeah. in, uh, in between games. <laughs> well, that's what which, we'll do. What side did right. you go to? <laughs> That'll determine who goes first. We'll just measure it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so all you white guys are going last. <laughs> yeah. I'm only half white. <laughs> so you're only half? I don't know. <laughs> just a tiny bit below over average. <laughs> the, the, the part of me that's not white is my dick. <laughs> That's the tan board and so on. I mean, yeah, sorry. it's the tan board. <laughs> I'm always sunning it, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're one of our opponents at SoCal, the minor race, uh, you'll be getting a free uh, veteran gamer re-enlisted uh, measuring ruler. Um, if you're not one of our opponents, you want one of these badass rulers, you can go to hammerheadgames.net um, and the purchase, uh, the part of the proceeds of every purchase actually goes to support the show. So you get a really cool item, you get some really cool shit from Hammerhead Games and you support the show. Yeah, so like, I, I wanted to do something like this because I brought it up to you and you went ahead and went along with it because you thought it was a good idea. But Because mm-hmm. anytime I go to events, these other podcasts, whatever, they always give you dice, right? It's always like one dice or two dice. And it's like, and you roll it and it's always fucking ones. <laughs> and then you think they're fucking cheating. So this way, you get a dick measurer and like, there's no, there's just measuring. You can't, there's you no can't cheating. cheat, cheat measure, right? Well, you could if you're Adam Gotti. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we got a really good response. Everyone liked that show. All right, sweet. Yeah, well, at least Nick Hill did. He loved that shit. He, yeah, loved- he, he like, loved it. <laughs> he was all about it. Nick Hill, if you're listening, you want a t-shirt and I still haven't heard from you. Get back to me. I need an email. Yeah. Us, your address. Contact us. Email. Just send me an address and I'll send you a t-shirt. You may I'm- show up naked with a t-shirt, but it's fine. <laughs> I'll right. show up wearing nothing but a t-shirt. <laughs> And then take it off my back to give it to you. But the thing is, it's going to be his size, so it's going to be too small. So just my lower gut and just dick hanging out the bottom oh, of this okay. t-shirt. Yeah. See, see, there's there's a picture for you right there. Yeah, a, mental a mental picture. picture. <laughs> <No>. Sweet. <laughs> Lastly, most importantly introduction, what we are drinking. I went out thinking of Ray. Is it weird that I think about you all the time? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I picked up the Modern Times Fruitlands. I can't fucking sour. think about you because you never fucking reply to my messages <laughs> in time. Tropical Damn. fruit. Sorry, I'm not a girl, right? And just respond right away. Fucking annoying. <laughs> well, I do respond, just not when you're on the shitter. Yeah, and then it's like I'm not going to respond to <laughs> <Right>. you. <laughs> Why aren't you responding? Why aren't you texting me back? I'm not shitting. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way life goes. But Ray's a big fan of sours. Um, Modern Times is a really good beer, so I thought I'd give this a shot. Um, we'll let you know what we thought at the end of the show. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with some after-action review. What's up, guys? Uh, got a little beef with this uh, October bullshit. Getting string around like a damn donkey chasing a carrot. Don't like it. Getting pissing me off. Feels like when we started fishing. Here's a little of this. Here's a little of that. Just give me my goddamn old codex book. I want my fucking codex. That's all I'm asking. Codex. Don't give a shit about some stupid bullshit. They post down there like orcs do this. I go, I know what orcs do. I don't need the lore. I just want to know where my fucking codex. And another note too, and, and I do learn from the podcast. Uh, the other day at work, I started saying, fuck this, fuck that. And my boss was, what do you say? I said, oh, uh, 40k podcast. And he looked at me all weird like, what? Oh yeah, 40k podcast. So you know what? I have a new safe word. 
Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Later, guys. <laughs> We're back. The fuck? <laughs> I want to see how long you can be quiet for. God damn it. <laughs> stare deeply into your eyes intently. <laughs> Just Fucking stare at you. Faggot, man. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Oh, this is a good show. Good show, man. I've missed you, man. It's been so long since we sat down and talked. I miss this stuff. So, anyway. That's kind of the reason why we do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Plus, get out of my house. Get out of the house. It's so important to get the fuck out of the house. My fucking last couple weeks have been so stressful. Like, I needed a day just to get away and say, fuck it. Like, yeah, did you get a game that one day? You did? You? Oh, you went to you went to Eddie's, right? Uh, Gamer's Haven. Oh, Gamer's Haven. Yeah. I did it on the way back from work one day. I was working in downtown LA and I drove back. <laughs> on the way to work. It's actually not, yeah, it's right down the 10. Or on the way home from work. It's right down the 10. So I go, I hit the 10 straight down instead of going like to the 91. So 40K pocket. That's in no. Colton, right? Yeah. So, so if you're a new listener and you may live close to the Colton area, uh, make sure you check out Gamer's uh, Haven. It's not, it's not a store. It's, it's a, club. a club. It's really cool. I, yeah. I think it's a cool idea. If you're a member of the club, you get 24-hour access to the store at all times. You get a little key fob any time of the day. You're drunk, you're texting a buddy late at night instead of a girl, and you want to go play a 40K at 3 o'clock in the morning, you can go do that. I would. Yeah. Yeah. After you're done smashing, then go play 40K? Yeah, so it'd be 3 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be 3 in I the morning. I wouldn't have to be work, because yeah. then I would be at work. <laughs> but on your day off. But on my day off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So smash, and then go play 40K at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Not wash off, though. Don't yeah, go in there with total with the the stink of sex all over yes. you. <laughs> the stink sex. You know that. Well, most of you listeners probably don't, but yeah, yeah, yeah. there is a, a, a distinct smell if you don't wash the it. The straight off. smell of badussy, like all <laughs> over badussy, <laughs> booty, dick, ass, and pussy all at the same time. Badussy. <laughs> it's a new one. It's a new one. Forty K podcast. Badussy. So it's a new shirt. It's Forty K podcast. Badussy. Right. Badussy. Yeah. I can, I can. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. On the spot. (laughs) (laughs) But does he? You're all listeners. Part of it. (laughs) You're all all part of history, listeners. (laughs) And but does he? This is how this works. Our deep conversations at like, usually eating, but this time recording. This time recording. So anyway, after action reviews, these are our games played. Um, We haven't had many. We've gotten a couple between the two of us. That's really weird for me because I usually play a lot. Yeah, you play usually a lot. So I've gotten more games than you, which is rare. Mm-hmm. So, but I put out the effort this time. I really want to do well. I didn't play as many as I wanted to. And yeah, actually, but the, the one thing I, I do have going is my list has not changed. I right. just got to know, like, fly is, a, is an actual thing that does affect me. No matter how people think about fly, is, it does affect Eldar. Yeah. Um, but then the, using the other stratagem and then remembering against other people. What actually the new FQ has changed and stuff. Right. So you played against Rory, which plays Dark Eldar, right? Yeah, he plays Dark Eldar. Which um, is a good army. Great army. Top yeah. tier. It's, this is a gatekeeper army. It's a single codex army that's really, really strong, really, really good. If you don't know how to deal with this, then you're going to be in trouble at most tournaments. Um, I don't see Dark Eldar winning tournaments right now. They, they've won a couple. They've won a couple? They're yeah. Scary. Okay. The, the Archon himself. Yeah. Um, He's... I mean, I watch him. He's a, he's a great person. He has a YouTube channel. Yeah. You can find him, Scar, Scarcast or whatever. Um, he's Canadian, so, you know, he's kind of gay. So Yeah, a little bit. Um, but he's a really good general. And he's... He's I think, no I think cunt he's, from Australia. I think he's uh, fifth overall in the world. And he's plays Dark Elder. Yeah. And so and he's also won uh, GTs. Now, the GTs were in Canada. 
So, so yeah, take, take it that, as what it's worth, yeah. but which isn't much. But. High end competition up there in Canada, eh? And they do got Dan Platt, but he doesn't. I don't <laughs> think he's playing very hard this year. Yeah, yeah. But Dark Eldar is it's it's a lot like Tyranids, where in the right or like um, Yanari, where it's really strong in the right hands and in the wrong hands. It's just yeah. Be, I mean, Dark Dark Eldar are def are the definition of a glass cannon. If you move wrong, take your risks. You know, risk rewards wrong. It's really going to hurt you. Which yeah. really rewards the the better generals because I mean, they have the tools. Yeah, and their and their codex. This edition is more like you know, you can pick a lot of things that are good and can work if you build towards them. But that's the thing, like their codex is really like if you build towards it, it will work. As long as like you know, people complain about Crawford, you just throw a fucking knife or dart at a. Craftworld Codex and like oh it's good yeah but like Dark Eldar is it's good but if you build towards it and if you play that way and then it's good which I think is great for a Codex yeah but it is a Codex that has three Codexes in itself yeah so so but um, so I played Rory um, he's actually one of the newest very nice um, he's one of the newest members of Dark Side War Gamers um, he heard about it on the show uh, reached out to us says I want to be a part of the club I'm like cool sweet um, so he's a member over at Gamers Haven. Uh, uh, I was working in downtown LA one day and I said, Hey, I'm going to be working down there. I'll be, I'll swing on through right down to 10. Anyone get a game? And Rory's like, yeah, I'm down. It's like, cool. So I met up with him wearing my suit and everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> you couldn't take a change of clothes. I mean, I would want to get out of that shit. Um, it's not bad. My suits are actually pretty comfortable. I got some custom made suits. So they're... Oh, you got some Vachachi. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's the material's nice. It's not that hot. It's so from Walmart. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. From Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't care if I got them all fucked up. Um, but I did stop by Walmart to pick up beer. And man, their beer selection is lacking. Yeah, Walmart's horrible. So I picked up a 12. They just have the mainstreams. Yeah, so I picked up a 12-pack of Takati's. Like, you know, what am I going to do? You know? Yeah. So it's not bad. Takati's not bad, you know. But, you know. If you like piss, sure. It's not bad. I mean, so, I mean, I was my choices were limited. I picked up a 12-pack. I want to drink and play. That's the only way I can play. Yeah. Although this morning I didn't drink and play. You didn't drink is, right now. Which is weird. Yeah, and you did really good. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but anyway, so I played Rory. He plays Dark Eldar. Um, his list, he had um, one Cabal of the Black Heart, and then he had the Cabal that gives everyone a six that feel no pain. Six of that's Cabal of the Black Heart. Oh, it's all cool. Okay, so, <laughs> so he was straight up Cabal of the Black Heart. Um, he was using the the stop stratagems for four command points. He was cool. using it. So you were playing new FAQ. Yeah, we're playing, right? yeah we're new practicing. FAQ. Yeah, we're post-FAQ. We were playing it out. Um, he had a bunch of Ravagers, a bunch of Venoms, um, Grotesques, and then he had um, two Talus Pain Engines. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much the, the basics of his list. Um, and I think it was, I want to say it was two Battalions and a Supreme Command, I think, was his list. Two Battalions, okay. I'm, I think. Yeah. Um, so he's at 14. Yeah, yeah. Did he have 14 Command points? Yeah, I want to say. I'm trying to remember. It's been a couple weeks, so I'm trying to remember back and... Mm-hmm. Um, but that was pretty much the heart of his list. It was the grotesques and the, the talus painters is what I was really concerned about because they're tough and they hit really fucking hard. No, I didn't want to like get in here real quick. There's the, now that the FAQs out, I really hope that dark Eldar, like those players really s- look at the other, uh, you know, cabals and witch cults, not the homunculus. Cause homunculus, you just take the fucking four, uh, invul one. That's what it was. The Homoculus Coven. He had the Forp and uh, the Invulnerable. The, the flesh Cult or some shit. Yeah, yeah. He had the Forp and Vulnerable. Yeah, that's yeah. what he had. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you want to take that for your uh, grotesque and the yeah, tactics. that's what he had. Yeah, I was sure. Yeah, and that ended up that was really key because in certain points I was really hitting him hard and he just kept making saves. I was like, "Fuck, this sucks." Um, but uh, we played the three missions. The one in the middle, you place one in your deployment zone, and we played the mission that has the corners with the nine inch bubble in the center. Okay, that made the game actually very linear. I saw it right off the bat. He was in one corner, I'm in the other corner, and there's three objectives, and they're. One basically in a straight line. Yeah, it's in a very straight line. I saw that. I'm like, okay, sweet. I know exactly what I'm going to do. And I knew that holding the center objective was like key. That was the most important. Because actually the bonus is holding the center and your opponents. Yeah, this mission is for you guys because my list doesn't have it. But like if you control that middle one, you're always going to be getting a, a bonus. Right. Uh, and act, uh, always hold more, right? Right. So it's it's important. Right. And then it comes into, especially for your army, that's so like in your face to getting that uh, bonus is actually decently easy. Yeah. Uh, my list, I had two Flying Hive Tyrants, two uh, Neurothropes, um, the Malanthrope and Old One-Eye, and then I had a Trigon, and I had 18, 19 Gene Stealers in one unit and 16 in another unit, and the 16-man unit went with the Trigon in the tunnel. I deployed super aggressively because we had this big piece of line of sight blocking terrain right in the middle. And with that nine inch bubble, it made it great. I was like, oh, cool. I can put my guys right up against this wall. And with all of his maneuverability, he'd have to maneuver around, but he couldn't shoot one target with everything because he had to maneuver around. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. So I super aggressively, I had Hormagons that were covering like almost the entirety of my deployment zone. Um, so I was pretty much, I pretty much covered the entirety, every inch of my deployment zone was covered with models. Plus I had shit in reserve. So. I, I like this deployment, but the nine-inch bubble. Yeah, I would think you would like this one. It's only nine inches from the deployment zone. Yeah. I mean, getting recons, very easy on that. Yeah, I had Hormagons, Gargoyles. I'm moving fast. I had jeans. So I'm like, I'm in your grill, like, yeah. right away. I'm on that center objective, too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm right on it. So um, uh, I won the roll. I allowed him to go first because I wanted him to get closer because he deployed kind of defensively back behind his like home objective itc going second is the better yeah you're more in the driver's seat than you think you are yeah and i had the malanthrope i had my flying high threat with a negative one which became negative two next to the malanthrope so i felt pretty covered like if he was going to shoot at me because this shooting is not he hits on threes he doesn't have really anything to make it better necessarily yeah so i figured i was i, I was good. just gonna re-roll ones if he's yeah with the warlord yeah within the, the warlord yeah. yeah so i felt pretty confident and comfortable playing aggressively and letting him go first so he goes first and he shoots that 19 man gene steel unit he kills all but four of them he didn't focus enough he started splitting his fire up a little bit and then started the focus and by then he'd shot everything that could see it and had range and he left four gene stealers left and those were important because those four had acid moss left so he kills some other gargoyles, doesn't kill any units, and he took old school. So he didn't get his old school point. That's that, that's that trap for old school, man. Like, if, you, if you're if you playing an ITC mission and you pick old school, you better have a plan to get old school. Like, it came up in our game, right? Yeah. Like, I had a plan to always to get old school. And if you're playing ITC and you take old school, you have to make sure you get that old school. You've committed yourself now to yeah, overextending to or kill, doing this. Yeah, yeah. There's you either have to overextend or shoot something you don't want to shoot, but it's an easy kill. Right. Yeah. And I also spent the two command points to give myself cover, so everything he was shooting at had extra armor saves. Like it was, I pretty much said, "You go, you have old school, cool. You go first. I dare you." Yeah. Right. So he didn't get the kill. So of course he didn't get the old the warlord point or the old school points. I'm like, sweet. I'm already a point up. Right. 
Um, he moves up his Talus Paint Engines on one side of the line of sight, the big piece in the center. On the same side, I had old one eye on. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. Right? So I move up. I leave the center objective to him. He's got two units of grotesques and um, some um, venoms kind of on top of the piece of terrain. And so I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to let you have that for a turn. So I'm going to take it all from you turn two and turn three. So I move up with old one eye and I assault a Talus Pain Engine with old one eye. He goes, you know what the Talus Pain Engines do, right? I go, yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I got old one eye. So um, I kill a Talos turn one with a double round of attacks. And then the one of my flying high, my flying high chart moves up and I double move my Malanthrope. So he still keeps his negative twos mm-hmm. and I go kill um, a Venom. So I get my kill, kill more. And I held, he held more. Okay, cool. You can have that. Yeah. Right. And then turn two all the time. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. You have that. Cause then turn two, he tries to maneuver around again. He kills some stuff. Doesn't kill the four gene stealers that were left. Moves a venom to right next to them. Doesn't kill them. And those four gene stealers killed the fuck out of that venom and the guys on the inside. Because when I killed it, I had it surrounded, surrounded. by a b- yeah. bunch of hormigons and they just died. And that's the thing with uh, Dark Elder. Like, their transports are so small. So we're like, wrapping them is easy. Mm-hmm. Like, even with my eight-man unit of Stormguards, I can wrap them. And it's not hard. I can wrap it and then you drop and uh, some of them will die. Yeah. So, I don't know. If you're playing Dark Elder, you know, look for those wraps. There was twice in this game where Hormagons just wrapping a Venom destroyed the Venom and the guys on the inside. Yeah. Just being there mm-hmm. was enough to kill them. And that was like four kills just standing there, which was great. Great for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, not for Rory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when the second turn, when my uh, Trigon came in, uh, the Trigon, I could take... Um, Toxin sacks and adrenal glands, so you needed an eight-inch charge. Okay. So I charged. There was a unit of racks in front of a ravenger that was like twelve inches or ten inches away. So I assaulted both of them, made a nine and ten-inch charge, and then piled into the ravager because I assaulted both of them. Yeah, and that then was, that, was, that, was a, that was a high yeah luck roll. But it was high, but then I had my three. You know, I expected to make it to the guys, and hopefully, then I could pile in to the ravager because it was right behind those guys. Yeah. So I maneuvered myself. So no matter what, as long as I make the charge. I'm piling into the Ravager. So I did that. And of course, like the Trigon is fucking amazing in close combat. Yeah. Trigon's cool, man. Uh, he's I, really, I really like good. He's not only a badass character. I mean, a badass model. He's also pretty good on the board. But it's D6 plus one because I take the um, the Toxin Sacks mm-hmm. when he wounds on sixes. So I got two sixes on there and it did oh, shit. 14 damage <laughs> to the Ravager. So it died. And then, of course, I moved closer. That I, you know, took my. Oh, no. I, yeah, because he killed some of the. Got killed by something else. So I then moved closer. Now this Trigon is just sitting in his backfield on his home objective, like now creating chaos. Mm-hmm. So now all of those grotesques that he had in the middle of the board now had to run back. Now when you when I, I did want to ask, did you use the take cover stratagem since you went second? The two up, yeah. You did, okay. Yeah, I did, and that, that was helpful did it on coming in effect at all. Yeah, because he shot at the flying hive tyrant with some stuff because that's what he could see, but it was negative two to hit. Plus, I had a two-up save, plus a four-up and vulnerable, so he did no wounds. Yeah, it. and again, some armies, like, this really comes in handy. Like, for instance, Dark Eldar, it's a lot of poison, but no AP. Right, he shot it He shot uh, it with the Venoms and the guys on the inside, but he couldn't do any damage. Yep. I mean, negative two to hit, a two-up save, T7, like, you ain't doing shit. So he didn't do shit to him. So he, had, he wasted a bunch of shots because, one, I deployed, I deployed around a piece of terrain that you couldn't see. And only gave him, like, I gave him, like, I dare you to shoot at this target. Like, please shoot at the negative two to hit. Yeah, target it's, with a, two it's a deployment strategy. You yeah. always want to deploy. Like, when you 
when you're deploying, you got to know that your opponent's obviously going to shoot at you. Well, if they have shooting units. Right. And you just kind of like take it on a factor like, oh, what's their negatives and stuff like for people don't like dark out, dark, uh, dark reapers, right? Right. They're only negative two. If you have something out there that has a two up save, you're probably not going to die. Right. If you have more than, you know, 10 wounds. And You've stuff. got saves. Yeah. It's because a negative two on a two plus save is a four up save. So basically you have a four up invul. Like, trust me, dark reapers don't always kill things when things have two up saves. Right. And that stratagem is amazing. Yeah. And like, and I'm not just like all armies should take a look at it. And I'm glad you you used it, and it was into effect. I want to say this was my this was my yeah this was my second game. I went twice twice in both my games. I went second, and I used the stratagem to give myself, especially my hive tyrant, a two up save. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that good. It's just it's good. So um, then when Trigon came in, killed that Ravager, moved up. Gene Steelers did not make their charge. So there they are, dick swinging in the wind, but all of his shit was elsewhere. Um, I killed a, almost all of the unit of racks, but he spent the command points to bring them back, like Tide of Traders. Yeah, it's like a Tide of Traders, but it doesn't yeah. have the restriction of once per game now. Right. Which is weird. So he did that with the racks, and he moved them over to the 16-man Gene Steeler unit that was over there thinking, okay, I'll go charge them and kill them. Interesting. Yeah, interesting choice. Um, so he does that. Not a good choice, but interesting. Yeah, choice. Shoots a couple of them, kills two of the gene stealers to shooting to a um, a um, a venom, and the guys on the inside. Okay, cool. I peel the two. It makes it hard to charge, but he makes an eleven inch charge. Okay, cool. Good for him. Then he charges the flying hive tyrant that has like two wounds left. He charges that one and then goes to attack him first and kills him. Cool. So I spent two command points, interrupt, and I kill those racks, and then I just moved up again. I got free movement out of it. That, that is definitely one thing against Tyrion. Is like, their Tyrion army is a close combat army. So like, if you're gonna charge, you need to have a way of some way of always attacking first. Like you know, there's a couple of powers and shit, right? Or like characters that do it too. Um, but like Tyranids, you better be pretty damn smart with who you choose to attack first because if it's in the first one or two turns of the game they're going to interrupt you and then they're going to just going to kill the other thing which is yeah which is why now i care i think it's so important to carry three battalions especially for tyrannids i need all those extra command points because interrupting and then attacking twice that's a two command point and a three command point stratagem and i need that's what i'm spending my command points on now is not i spend my movement the first turn right yeah but after that you need it the first turn right then after that it's all hit again interrupt attacking you know i'm just yeah i need maximum amount of attacks on you to kill stuff because that's what i do and if and i'm not doing it i think you have command points all the turn fucking four or five yeah yeah so i'm always saving that for attack again i'm always keeping that one in my pocket i need three command points to attack again or to interrupt like that's what i need and i'm always waiting so there's less two or three to do that because i it's going to come in handy and it happens every game where i interrupt and that's like the difference that's the difference so, but once that happened, like the game was downhill from there. I mean, old one eye killed two Talus paint engines and a and a grotesque, you know, yeah, string fourteen is no joke. Yeah, all by himself. I mean, the the grotesque were making those four up invuls, like there was no tomorrow. But I was still he held down the middle of the board for like three turns all by himself while everyone else was doing something else. Um, yeah, I, I do see uh, old one eye in a lot more list for uh, like the competitive side. Yeah, which is funny because. Like you've been using it for a while, so it's you're on something. Yeah, uh, old, old One Eye is really good. Um, he can hide behind screening units, so he can move for two turns and not get shot at. Um, you can metabolic overdrive him to get him even closer. If you get um, 
onslaught off him. He can then advance and charge. I mean, strength 14, hitting on twos on the charge, and then free invulnerables when he lands. Now, the invulnerable thing very rarely works. <laughs> it, very, it very rarely works. Against um, against Rory, he charged three times, and I only got it off once. Against Hayden, when I played Hayden, I did it three twice. No, I only did it once, and it never went off. And every time I've charged with a little one-eye, it never goes off. It went off against me. Yeah, it did go off against you, against two of them, which was legit. <laughs> yeah. That was important. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, that game, I ended up winning big. It was like 36 to 25. I mean, it wasn't like a huge deficit, but the game was never in doubt on my side. Um, Rory made some mistakes and he had, he knew he made mistakes. One, not focusing those gene stealers and killing them turn one. Cause they came back to kill a venom and the guys on the inside cause they wrapped it. Uh, the other thing too is I think leaving his warriors inside the venoms the whole time and then f- being aggressive with the venoms was a mistake. Now, most of the time, that's the strategy you want to do is you want to keep them in Venoms so they so they can't be focused, right? But that's what you do against a shooting army. Right. When you're playing against a close combat army, they want to wrap things. And like I said earlier, Venoms are really easy. They're small. Mm-hmm. So, like, you need to get out. You need to get out and be behind your Venoms. Right. And use your Venoms as a front line to, like, okay, they're getting one kills or whatever. You know, they're the most resilient mm-hmm. at minus four or higher toughness, invuls and shit like that. Not close combat. But, like... You have to know what to do against different armies. And against Tyrannids, right. you have to get out. You just have to. Yeah. And or I, you're not going to use them like he ended up not. I meant to message him, and I hope hopefully listen to the show, but what I, if, if I were him, I was playing his army against me, what I would have done is stuck the grotesques and the Talus Pain Engines right in the middle of the board on top of that objective and say, I dare you, I fucking double dog dare you to come in here and knock me off this objective. Yeah, because I, I mean, they're actually more resilient than your units. Yeah. Now, attack-wise, no. But resilient-wise, yes. But then what he could have done is, is use the speed of his Venoms and his Ravagers to encircle that center objective and just create lanes of fire to shoot down. Because it wasn't a single piece. It was like two ruins uh, apart from each other. Mm-hmm. So there was a firing lane right through it. He could have stuck stuff all around it, right, and created a fire lane, like a crisscross fire lane right down the center and say, come in here, and if you do, I'm just going to fall back and then shoot you. With and, my Venoms and my Ravagers. And also, if we're playing Elves, like, we need to focus. You need right. to pri- target priority the most threatened item that your opponent gives you. For Apparently, he gave you, you gave him Jinxio to shoot at, so he should have did everything in his power to focus on them. Because Elves don't want to be in combat at all. Right. And they're not going to make it out of combat, so their fly doesn't come into effect right. either. And I was probably a little too aggressive with the deployment of those Gene Stealers, thinking I would just, he would focus on the Flying Hive Tyrant. And he knew his targets, he just didn't focus them enough. So it was, you know, good in that respect. So um, there were some things he could have done that I think could have turned the game and he could have won. But once turn one had occurred, and that was kind of off the table at that point, once turn two happened, the game was mine. Because Trigon went in the backfield and that was it. Like yeah, he had now to, he has to deal with that. Now he has to deal with it when it's really and hard to deal with. he didn't get rid of the threats in front of him, so yeah. Right. Hey. So, and then I have big units like i had a 25 minute unit of hormagon such so as obsec and all of his stuff in the middle was not so mm-hmm. i just own the middle i own it now because you're not gonna get me off of it yeah that's the thing like dark elder mm-hmm. like yeah their troops they have the five man units or racks here and there or maybe 10 men's even mm-hmm. but like it's only 10 guys or five guys right and to get them in there if they didn't use the tighter trader like stratums i don't know what it's called um they're slow so getting them into where you need them to get it's hard to where like Dark Elder has to always be shooting people off objectives instead of just like, well, I have more guys here. Right. 
So that, that hurts. Yeah. So there were some things he could have done. Uh, I know I made some mistakes, but I was playing with, I haven't played with Old One Eye a lot at that point. I hadn't played with Trigon in forever. Like two editions. It's been since I've used Trigon. Um, he's awesome. He's awesome. He's like cool model. he's a cool model. Um, so it, I was using some new tools that I wasn't used to. So I had made some mistakes, um, but I, I felt good. I, I, I love Trigon. But now in my new list, I'm seeing like there's other things I love more. And the reasons why I love them more are we'll talk about them when we talk about our game. But yeah, that was my game against Rory. Um, he's got some some learning to do. When I told Hayden about it, he says, yeah, he made the same, some of the same mistakes against me. It's target priority. It's who to attack with first. It's, you know, it's, it's the... Well, like the two hardest things in this game that I think are to learn anyways is target priority and deployment. Yeah. Those are two hard movements important but it's easy to get that along but the target priority and uh deployment is so open that it's hard yeah so that was my game with rory um i think the score was like 33 to 24 or 25 like it wasn't a blowout score but the game was never in question um he made some mistakes i was using new models but i pretty much knew what i needed to do like the linear like i knew exactly what the line was and i just made my line Ran right down it. Yeah, but thirty three to twenty four, like that's that's a good loss. Yeah, for, for Rory, that is. Yeah, yeah, like, it's a good in, loss. In a yeah. tournament, if you're going to go four and one, with a loss being twenty four, that's good. That, yeah. It's good. Yeah. So, so I mean, he was looking at the points. And yeah, stuff. yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. It was good. Like he he was he was scored. If you score twenty points in a loss, like yeah, you lost, but you went out there and you got your points. Like that's yeah. that's the important part. Go get your points because that next win you're gonna it's gonna catapult you if you're looking to go four and one or three and two. Like it's gonna get help you in that ranking. Yeah. yeah. So. So the the game that I've got other than ours is uh I played against Hayden. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to play at SoCal. I was like, I don't, I don't want to get kicked off the table in like ten minutes. So <laughs> go ahead and come over here if you want to play. He he played in the morning something over there, and he came over at my house. We set up our table, and uh, we played. He was playing Admech. He was playing with uh two uh the Gatling the Gatling gun knights the wardens wardens, um. Uh, he played with Admech and he had two or three, sorry, three of the crawlers with the, he had two of them that had the gun that always does three damage. The neutron laser. And then he could do more, but it always does three. Right. Which is really frustrating. Yeah. It's, I forgot about this. It's D3 shots, um, but it's D6 um, wounds and one and two always count as three wounds and you can score more than that. So you you never score less than three so wounds. So basically you're shooting a three gun with possible better, right? Right. So that's good. <clears throat> And then he had, the, and then this third one was like the anti fire one. He gets, he gets plus yeah, two to hit the, flyers. Um, the Icarus array. He has like miss, a whole bunch of different it's stuff. Multiple but it's lower guns. AP. And then he had a, a guard battalion in there as well for, you know, more CP, the cheap CP. Yeah, yeah. And then he was using the, the farm. And we are playing, uh, the FAQ. FAQ. So like he was only getting one a turn. Uh, which but I, still, one extra CP a turn is one extra CP a turn. Yeah, but it's it's like you're saying, like the five, the cheap battalion, right? It's it's a hundred and ninety some odd points. It's yeah, fucking he, dumb. he started with a lot of command points. I forgot how many <laughs> he started with, but and then his uh, co-mechanics battalion was like rangers, and then the guys that have the sniper rifles in the in the actual unit. I don't know the name of them. Yeah, the transonic Arabus. He should have two per unit. Yeah, he had two per unit. It was only a one unit though. So he had two rangers and then that unit that has the two in it. And he had, you know, two uh, company commanders. He had two, uh, whatever the reroll ones, whatever HQ that is for Mechanicus. And then the Knight Battalion. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The Tech Priest Dominus. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So 
Now, I don't know how that all works in the detachments. It's his army. I didn't fucking care. I just, it's two battalions. I was actually kind of afraid of this list because if y'all know my list, it has the five flyers, the wave serpents, like a lot of right. shit flies. And then it relies on minuses to hit to get my mileage out of all the points that I have. Right. And he didn't really care because there's all, apparently there's a stratagem too that gives you plus two to hit fly. So uh, it's plus two just to hit. Or um, plus two to hit. Yeah, right. Like, so you can put that on a neutron laser and all that negative two to hit you're doing doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So you're still, still hitting on threes. Still yeah. hitting on threes. It's really bad. So. Uh, he showed me his list earlier in the week, and I was like, yeah, it's decent. I mean, I still see some faults. Like, you know, things could be charged, and they can't uh, no, the doom shoot crawlers. again yeah. and stuff like that. So, like, I don't know. I think I think it has potential, but you just don't have the screens to really make sure you're always shooting. Was he playing it with the, the full guard, or would he have the mortars in it, too? Uh, he had mortars, but when I, he talked to me, he showed me the unit where each squad had a mortar. I was like, just take the mortars out and then make a mortar squad. So the mortar squad can be in the back. Just always shooting while yeah, your guard okay. your guard squads could combine <clears throat> and then continue pushing on forward. I essentially built this list for him because he showed me a list earlier. He was trying to focus on the stupid like the drills, the the new like the four drill drills, the that termites. Come yeah, that come out of the ground. But now with the new FAQ, he was going to put a bunch of rangers in it, or um, not rangers, um, vanguard with plasma in it. Mm-hmm. And there's a stratagem you can use where they come out and like they hit like they're supercharged, but they're not supercharged. Um, he was talking about using that. And I'm like, fuck, like at best you come in turn two. And if you go second and you come out, what if he's already spread out and you have no targets and you spend a shit ton of points on these two units that come out and shoot at yeah, that's nothing. The, that's the one <clears throat> downfall about the FAQ, right? You can only come down and turn two. So like it gives your opponent times to set up. And if you see, if I saw two termites with five man units and plasma, I'm like, oh, I know what you're trying to do. So I'm just going to spread the fuck out. Yeah. And like in my and, list, like, like I told you in our game that we'll get to that, like, I can fly out now in turn one and not worry about these deep strikes coming down in your deployment. And then and I then can reset fly back. Right. and then be ready for your fucking deep mm-hmm. strikes. Mm-hmm. So he, he wasn't doing that, but he had, you know, the guys on the strap. So yeah, he, yeah. he wasn't deep striking stuff. Um, We were playing. What were we playing? We're playing uh hot dog, right? Okay. Whatever the fuck that's called. The hot dog. Yeah. We're playing hot dog. And I. Uh, Hammer and Anvil. We we're playing the mission. No, you were playing Dawn of War. Donald War, sure. I don't know. Hot dog. All right. That's in, isn't that in the, the book? short board? It's the long board edges. Right. But the only the like 12 inch fucking deployments. All right. 12 inch deployments. All the way across. All the way across. Long yeah. board edge. Dawn of War. Hot dog. Hot dog. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Hot dog. Okay. God damn. Dawn of War has been the basic deployment for like the beginning of time. I don't know. Time. I can remember a lot of things <laughs> in fucking 40K and rules and FAQs and how they interact with each other. I cannot fucking remember fucking deployments. I don't I was know listening why. Listening back to our show with pretty dick, and you can't remember Dawn of War. It's like the basic deployment. It's, it's like hot the dog. St- <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Other than Vanguard, I got Vanguard. Right. <laughs> I got Vanguard. Uh, anyway, so we're, we're playing that. Continue. I, I, you know, my list deploys where it's more in a cage in the corner and everything. Right. Now I put more point uh, flyers on the left side, so like on my turn one, I can fly them over and block off because it's going to take a turn for them to get to me. Uh, he makes one of his guys a character. The I mean, this comes up later in the game, but he made one of the one, one of the knights a character to get the four bimble. But then he gave the other knight uh a relic, a relic, which you can't do because I mean you have to be a character, character to get a relic. relic. So that was a just a I guess a blunder on him. He didn't mean to. I mean, he could have easily fixed it. Just spent three command points and made both of them characters. No problem. He's, he was, he's not quite familiar enough with the list yeah. to know all the the intricacies, the ins and outs. The ins and outs and little things you can miss here and there. So, Which is but, why we practice against 
each other yeah. playing competitiveness. But right. for, if you're listening and you're playing against somebody and like they didn't make a knight a character, they can't take relics because, like I said, relics can only go to characters. Um, he moves up. He pushes. Um, the one thing that he did wrong, he went around a building with one of his knights and says, coming straight at me to kind of like cut off my flyers on the other side. Right. And I did use the strategy to get the two plus saves. And oh, my God. On my list, that basically my whole army's minus one to hit at minimum. Right. With all two up slaves is amazing. Right. All of his shooting, neutron lasers, whatever the fuck lasers, fucking Gatling guns, nothing died. I yeah. had a flyer that was left at three wounds and that was it. And yes, it was because he tried to shoot at two different things and kind of realized a little too late. They should have focused. He should have focused fired on one and he would have got one kill. Which would have been good for him. Right. Again, I wasn't going for old school. He was. Yeah, it's fucking. Bad. Against your list, it's really hard to go old school. Because even if I let you go first, you're still negative one to negative two to hit. You're all toughness seven. Well, that's stuff. the thing. If I'm, a, am I, if I'm allowed to go first, I keep in mind if my opponent's going old school, right? Right. And like, oh, you're going old school? Okay, what's the stupidest thing for me to fucking shoot at? Which is usually Nurgling, Scouts fucking random shit in the corner that they don't care about. So they play, deploy them however. And like, hey, I'm going to shoot these guys. But I kept all my distances. So I still have my full buffs on fucking uh, not dying, right? Yeah. And then I also baited him with my flyer. I allowed him, yeah, minus two. Go ahead, shoot. So he got him like halfway at six. But didn't kill it. And didn't kill it. And then... It's, Is it the Exarch with the flamers? What? The, the yeah, flyer? he was going after Hemlocks, which also have Fennel Pains. The, the Hemlocks with the Flamers? The Exarchs with the, the Flamers? The, he, the Hemlocks, Hemlocks are the ones with the Flamers. flamers. Okay. Exchange flamers. Yeah. So he's shooting at him, and he got down to six wounds with some couple of uh, Fennel Pains, right? And then after that, I was like, okay, now he's minus three. And it's just like, now the shooting's really fucking deterred. Now you're hitting on sixes. Sixes yeah. and shit. And then he did use a strat. He used a stratagem on the one that shot first. So I was like, okay, if he kills it, cool. Then the other ones he won't be able to shoot at, right? But now... He's already used that stratagem, so now right. the negative three actually affects him. Um, so now I didn't lose anything on turn one. And now I wasn't going for old school because fuck that. He had not against knights and dune crawlers. Yeah, knights and dune crawlers. And I didn't <clears> want to overextend. And he's stygy, so he's negative one to hit too outside of yeah. 12. Yeah. So the one night that kind of stretched over to me, I moved my flyers over to shoot at focus on him. And I did. And I hadn't played for a while, so I forgot to cast with my Hemlocks. I forgot to cast Jinx, and I forgot to cast the extra Smite. <laughs> so, was that Executioner? No, my Farseers cast their powers. They mm. went for a Mind War. I got a couple of wounds with, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the minuses and shit like that. Yeah. But I didn't get imp- uh, whatever that gives me plus two uh, leadership. I didn't get that off, so I only got like two more wounds or some shit. Um, took some Smites from the Farseers, got Doom off on him, and then. but I just forgot to cast... The important one, Jinx against Knights. Like, Jinx is super important yeah, yeah, yeah. against Knights. Reduced or invulnerable. Yeah. So, so instead of a fucking three plus, because right. I was, he put the Warlord in front of me, that I just, I was like, all right, well, I fucked that up. And, and like, you know, in my games, like, I don't go back on like important right, 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 shit yeah. like that. Like, as long as I've started the phase, I'm fucked. Yeah, we're fucked. Yeah. So, because the only way you learn. So I go and I was like, all right, well, I'll just, I guess I'll just shoot through this. Oh, he had Armager too. So, because he got the three command yeah, points yeah, yeah. for that yeah. attachment. And I was like, fuck. It's like, all right, well, I forgot my second face. I started shooting and shit. He's doing three up invuls. And I only got it down to like half. I was like, all right, well, at least I went Titan Slayer. So that gives me some kills, some right, points for points. that. Um, I was holding objectives. We're playing uh, the objective that had like three. I think the same one. One in the middle, two on our Right, opponents. you pick one in your opponent's Yeah. Thing. So I was like, okay, move some things. Get out of range of his other uh 
nights we couldn't charge me because he, you know, the the chainsword is fucking scary. Oh yeah, 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 they're badass. And I have a lot of fucking <clears throat> tanks a, that don't want to be hit by that. And they have a profile either they swing more times or they hit harder or something like that. They have two profiles in the sword. No, you, well, yeah, you can swing for There's three like, each attack, right? But that's just that's the stomp attack that right. used to be in uh, seventh edition, and then you could just swing straight with a sword, which is four attacks. So you can have twelve attacks, or you can have fucking four attacks, but each attack with a sword does six straight yeah, damage, yeah, which is not good for my guys, right? Um, so he comes back to return fire, and again, it's not very much. He does kill stuff this turn. But I maneuvered in a way where I'm kind of coming back on his right flank where his armager is. Because my plan is, is I'm going to surround this fucking armager. I'm not going to shoot it. I'm just going to surround it so he can't shoot me for a turn. Right. And then it would give me the movement to get into his back lines and stuff and deal with that shit. And I had my guardians in deep strike. So he comes around his knights, doesn't do much. He kills like one flyer. And then on my turn, I do exactly what my plan was. He moved up the armager, lucky for me, closer to me. So I'm able to... Move my wave serpent, get my guys out, shoot the little guys that were over there. And then I, I circle like I have two farseers, I have a wave serpent, I have the storm guardians all around this armager. I killed the knight that I, I focused the first turn. Um, so got those points. Um, shot into one of the, the crawlers. Doing crawlers. Yeah. I, I dropped my guardians back to shot in the crawlers. I had to make a nine inch charge and I would have been like golden. Like this game would have been locked then. I didn't make the nine inch charge. So nine inch charge is hard. Like, you we try it, and it's like we think we can get it. Like the possibility is there, but that's not an easy charge to make. Yeah, yeah but the the upside <laughs> was if I got that, it was game over. Like there yeah. was nothing going to be happening because now I have a unit back there wrapping a character that was his warlord that I wouldn't have killed because I would just attack with one guy. Right. But like I didn't make that charge, so he was still in the game at that point. But he couldn't shoot like half my army because they're over here holding this armager that is shit in combat. Right. And then the other knight has nothing really to shoot at other than flyers that are minus two, which I just make minus three. And then uh, my other guy that ignores line of sight because I use the night spinner is behind a building, so he can't see it, which is still holding an objective um, that was within three inches of the wall. So I'm I'm rack, slowly racking up points, and then it was a, that was like the turning point in the game, like where you had no choice, right? <clears throat> and then after that, I was able to charge things and use my guardians with bullshit fucking assault rules. And then my my uh, Farseer is doing a lot of fucking work with Mind War, Smites, Doom, uh, killing small units, charging things, being able to fall back and still shoot and stuff. So the game was downhill on turn two, and then it was locked on game three. And then I won that game like a lot of points. I, I think I, I messaged you how many points it was, but it was like close to 40 to like very little. Yeah. And it was just because of the the armager. Like I told him, like an armager needs to be back where you can't be touched because yeah. it's one of those things that can't fall back and shoot. And it's an island. You know, we talk about scouts and islands, like scouts being islands, rangers. Well, they used to be islands. Like that game, the fly rule didn't really come into effect because a lot of stuff where he was on the ground because you know his his yeah. crawlers and his knights and stuff. <clears throat> um. Yeah, it is. The other than the two plus a, which really benefited me, is really the only thing that came up in that game. Yeah, yeah. I played. I played in the same list. Actually, I actually gave him the list, and he was playing with the the mortars, and he was playing with the admech style instead of some of the other stuff. But he did the same thing. I let him go first. He got too aggressive with the knight, thinking he could kill a bunch of stuff. All he did was kill a unit of gargoyles. Sweet, but he got close to me, 
which allowed me to get old one eye and a unit of gene stealers in the close combat against the knight turn one. And I killed the the character knight like yeah, right it, off the like bat. knights are really good. T8's <clears throat> really good. You know, three up saves are good. But you need to know, like, when you're in a, going against a close combat or a psychic heavy uh, army, to utilize that range of the Gatling gun. Like, oh, it's yeah. 36. <clears throat> like, if you don't have to come towards them, don't. Like, when it comes up to the pre-games, think about your primary, your secondary missions. Yeah. Like, like well, we're going to get into it <coughs> roughly right now. Right. Or after you talk about Hayden's game. But you pick missions that don't make you go towards the assault army. Right. Like if you pick secondary missions that you can like scout the skirt, like outsides. You're, and not- you're, you're playing a kill game. Like I'm trying to kill this unit and this unit. Yeah. I need to kill these two units. I need to kill this amount of units. I need, you're, you're, you're playing a kill game against an assault army. Because assault army is going to have a lot of units, right? Yeah. A lot of units. And they're going to come at you. And they're they're usually very not good toughness wise, <laughs> right? Like you're, you got blood letters. Not necessarily or- Dark Elder, but that's different. Right. So the things, these things in the close combat armies are big units of stuff that dies easily. They want to move down the field, but if you whittle them down, I was telling him against me, like he was focusing fire, which is good to get his kill. The problem is, is he didn't even touch the gene stealers and they were kind of out of line of sight and he maybe could have done some things, but against like, if I go from a 20 man unit to a nine man unit of gene stealers, like their effectiveness goes way down. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't kill less each. Like kill a unit of rippers or kill some bullshit unit and get your kill. But then whittle everything else down if you're not, you know, if you don't have to get that that next second kill. And then you're going from a 20-man unit to a 10-man unit, like, totally kills the effectiveness of an assault army. Like, that unit now is not efficient. Yeah. So, you know, I won't go fully into our game, but he did a lot of the same things. He got too aggressive with the knight. Old one, I went in and put 12 wounds on the knight in one round of combat. Like, he was a boss. Damn. Like, he was a boss. Um, didn't make, he didn't make he made one of his invulnerable save. All of... Old one eyes shit went through. Um, and then now, which which <clears throat> warlord trait did he use against, or which relic he used against? You same ones? I think he used the relic, the house raven one that allows him to shoot with the gatling. I don't remember. It's been a while since I played. I know that he, game. he was using raven, which is a mechanicus one. But yeah. like, what? What I was like against you, close combat, right? Yeah. You need to use the what? However, <clears throat> you give him a five up. Invol in close combat. Whatever. I think that's the Questor Mechanicus. Not the Mechanicus, the Questor Imperialis. That's one of those ones. Oh, it's not? Okay. Uh, so it's not I think it's guys. one of those ones. But he's ta- he was talking about, after the game, he was talking about switching to that for... But apparently he did it against you. But um, yeah, he, he got too aggressive the same night. Old one, I was able to make close combat turn one. Like, that should not... That should not happen, right? Yeah. Old one, I should not. Swarm Lord just double, like, slung shot him up. I was like, oh, cool. Because the Gene Stealers make their their double advance move. Cool. I'm now within an inch of your knight. And then, oh, well, Swarm Lord's going to move up. The fly rule did come into effect here, though, because he used five. He had three rangers left that were alive that he lined out. So I couldn't put both old one eye and the hive tyrant into the, the knight. Okay. <clears throat> So I was only only get old one eye and the gene stealers in, but so he interrupted, killed old one eye, but the old the gene stealers attacked and he had like two wounds left, so they attacked again and killed him. Right. Uh-huh. So then I then I got free movement and I was now I'm in his face against all of his fucking yeah. his dune crawlers. So I was touching dune crawlers. I was touching the peepees turn two, <laughs> just touching peepees. Yeah. I had um hive guard in that list. Oh my god, such a disappointment. They did four <laughs> fucking total wounds the entire game. I had four, only four hive guard, right? Because I was putting points in other places. Yeah. 
I was like, I have, I kind of like Hive Guard, but there's there's something about him that just like bugs me. I don't like him anymore. They only hit on fours. I don't like hitting on fours. They hit on threes. Do they? Yeah, they hit on threes. Hive Guard hits on threes. The problem is it's two shots apiece, and it's D three wounds when they they wound right. So. I shot, and he made a bunch of invulnerable saves, and they did four wounds. But the, the benefit to Hiveguard is you can put them behind a piece of terrain. You don't move them, right? And they can shoot 36 inches. But 36 inches on some boards is an impediment. Yeah. So we were playing Vanguard. I was in my corner behind a piece of terrain. and then Could after, you put Onslaught on them? Uh, you could if you moved them, but Onslaught goes on other things because I'm trying to get downfield to move and advance. So, like, yeah, flying Hive Transference can advance and charge. Yeah, but Swarm Lord can advance and charge. Old One Eye can advance and charge. So, I could move them, yeah, and then put Onslaught on them and say now they're hitting on threes and not fours. But now they're out in the open with their dicks in the wind, right? And I need that downfield movement. Just in a Kraken battalion and a Kraken army, they're like this outlier that's not doing anything. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like if I move them, sure they're hitting on fours and maybe I'll do some stuff, but it's just like I'd rather put those two hundred points into something else that's taking advantage of what I'm doing Kraken wise. So that I I keep building lists and I keep trying to put them in and I'm like That was really uh, gay what you just did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was really gay. God damn. <laughs> Well, of the two of us, I'm the gayest of the two. So, sure. you know, yeah. I'm really happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy about that. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I think my game against Han, I think I won 39 to 11. Yes. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was bad. He's um, struggling. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what you it know, is. You know, the him. FAQ really fucked him up. Um, he had all, like, he's been playing Chaos this whole time with all this, talking to Carmona too much too, I think. It's always his problem. He talks to Carmona too much. Like, I'm all about, like, talking mm-hmm. to other people and getting other people's perspective on how to play, you know, your army, right? Because right. if you guys play the same army, yeah. people think different ways. But that's the thing. People think different ways. So in the game, they also think different ways on how they're going to move and how right. they're going to accomplish their goal of winning this game. And, like, my list that I play is not the normal list of Elder. It might become a little bit more mainstream now. Right. Like, I was playing this before the FAQ, right? And, like, I just really love playing it. The movement, like... It's like a mini game inside a mini game of right. blocking movements and stuff. And other elder players, like, I don't, it's not the best. Like, I don't, I was like, I fucking love playing this. And right. I have a low uh, loss rate with playing this list, but other people, they might be different. It's when you talk to other people, you take their ideas. Don't just play their ideas. Right. right? You take it into account, like, oh, he said this. Well, but I really do this. Like, the, the tools and tactics you've been provided, <clears throat> put them in your toolkit, but don't make it the entirety of your army. Yeah, it's a like, toolkit, right? Like, like, uh, pretty dick talks to me. Like we talk a lot over messenger and stuff about his chaos list. And he asked me about Eldar stuff and I bounce Eldar stuff off him because he's an outside look into it as well. And there's some things that he says, like he doesn't want to take the demon prince with the fucking ax. And I was like, I would always fucking take that. But he's got a reason why he doesn't want to do it. He has a reason because he's like, Oh, he always goes in and then dies. And to me, that's all I'm about, right? Like, I'm always like, I'm going to trade this for you, but this is a bad trade for you, right? And, like, a Demon Prince with an axe is insane damage in, into my... And you don't always have to play it aggressive. You could... Like, if you're playing against me and my flyers, like, you don't have to play it aggressive. I can't shoot it. So just keep it back there. And if you keep it back there, you're going to keep it on, keep me honest in my movement because I dance, don't want to get Dance around to for two turns until you find that opening. 
Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like a line. It's a linebacker, right? He finds that hole. Like, oh, it's finally there. So now I'm gonna fucking go through it, go make right. a touchdown. Which is the same thing in the game. Like, this dance around can't can't be interacted with. You have fucking a hundred and something little guys to deal with. So it's a different play styles, right? He doesn't like it, but I wouldn't make a chaos list without it, right? And as as I think that like Hayden has that problem with with, or maybe some people have problems where they take somebody's opinion for way too much than As what gospel, it is right yeah and <clears throat> we're like they don't count on the facts of their own play style right. or their own way of thinking so that, that was your game against hayden yeah i didn't really go too deep into it but I, you know i had some comments kind of the same things i experienced with them he had the same you know stuff that occurred and you know knights are good you can be aggressive with them but it's knowing about how to be how aggressive like the knights are good the knights almost in that list work as a screen for his dune crawlers because mm-hmm. they're so tough, right? And the dune crawlers can't be touched, but the knights can be touched. They just fall back at combat and start shooting, right? Mm-hmm. So you put them like three quarters of the way or halfway, right? And then shoot with all your shit, right? And then if you get close, cool, I'll stomp you. Right? Yeah, but that's that's <clears throat> the what I was trying to tell him is like your dune crawler should be your back line. Oh yeah, your uh, knight should be your front line, but you have to gauge how aggressive you get with them in and out. Mm-hmm. Come at them <clears throat> or just be on the middle of the table right. and then work from there. And then your guard units, because they don't have the mortars anymore. The mortars are in the back somewhere on your, like your home objective or some shit. Right. Your guard are combining and being your midfield. You're blocking the deep strikes with how big they are. Right. And then when the things get close, the small units of gene stealers or cultists, then you fucking go up and you second rank third or whatever. The first rank, second rank fire, first yeah. rank, second rank fire. And then you shoot, but shots at him and kill him. Right. And that's your small arms fire. Or they just work as a speed bump, you know, like it's a it's that one extra turn you have to deal with this thing while the Doom Crawls are still back there yeah. eating you alive. Right. Just two three <clears throat> damage shit, yeah. if not six. Right. It's so I mean, but that's the thing, like every list is different. Right. The way they work is different. Right. So I mean that that was against Hayden. Yeah. And then you play against Rory. Yeah. And then and now there's we, our game. And then it was our game. This morning. <laughs> This morning, before Fresh. this, before this, for I, I feel like the FAQ came into effect more in this game than all like the games combined that we played against others at this point. Yeah, like I only used the cover thing on the first one. The fly didn't really come into effect in my game, and you said that you used the cover thing, right? I used the cover, but it really didn't come into effect. I mean, there's some things that the cover, like yeah, having a two of safe doesn't really do anything if you have invuls, right? Right, I had invuls, but. I know you've got a lot of shooting, a lot of it's high damage and a lot of negative stuff, but you also have a lot of stuff that doesn't do a lot of that. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'll spend the two command points. We'll see what happens against your list with your flyer. Cause everything's negative three or negative four anyway. Right. On your flyers or flyers. Everything's yeah. negative three. Yeah. From so the flyers. probably spending higher. that two command points was not the best use. Yeah, against of my- me. No, especially cause once you saw like, cause once all my movements were, Kind yeah, of, you move your flyers forward, you keep your wave serpents back, and that's the stuff that doesn't really have all the, of the negatives. It's got some negatives, right? No, it doesn't have a lot of high AP. It's so, on chance. Right. So you the spinning the two command points on you was not as effective. It was a, a worse a waste of two command points, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Against me, yes. Yeah. Um you deployed uh what which we're playing two story house. Right. Right. Hammer and, and anvil, but with the house. Yeah, two story house. Yeah. The fuck? I already said what it was. <laughs> the, the hamburger with the points. <laughs> yeah, the two-story house. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I'm going to get everybody that fucking listens to this. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a two-story house. The two-story house, yeah. <laughs> uh, I won the roll. I had the plus one because yeah. my drops were far less than yours. Um, got the plus one. I rolled a six. So I was a seven. I asked if you wanted to seize. You did not want to seize. You wanted to go second. 
Um, I don't think that was really. I debate on you going first because it would bring you closer and depending on how you want. But what really made my defactor of going first is your uh, is your deep strikes. Because you yeah. had, uh, what, two fire-ins? So, yeah, I, I played a different list this time, which I think is the list I'm going to go with, and I don't care if people know it. Um, it's three Flying Hive Tyrants, the Swarm Lord, Old One-Eye, and a Malanthrope. I've got an 18-man unit of Gene Stealers, a 16-man unit of Gene Stealers, 20 Hormagaunts, two 10-man units of Gaunts, um, four units of Rippers. That's it. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's the list you were playing, and but you had your Hormagons and your Rippers, or at least one Ripper unit, two Ripper units off the table, two Ripper units and two Flying Hive Tyrants off the table because I knew you have the Flyers and they get to re-roll wounds against Flyers, and I was afraid you would just fly up yeah, and eliminate yeah. all of my Flyer, all of my Flyerants, and not to mention we were playing a long table, and I really wanted those deep strikes to happen on your side of the board because I knew you were gonna fly up, right, and then maybe you fall back. Okay, cool. But I really need to get downfield with something. So keeping my fly rents off the table was going to allow me to get downfield if the Swarm Lord was dead and my other Flying Hive Tyrant was dead. So th- this is the like, <clears throat> one mistake that I, I thought you made is that you didn't deploy right. the Hive Tyrants. Now, and I agonized over this decision, too, about should I keep them on the board? Should I keep them off the board? Because what targets do I give you to shoot at? But that, but that's the thing, <clears throat> right? Like Certain armies, yeah, have them off the board, right? Having them deep strike is worse to your opponent. And then again, some armies like mine, where I'm going to shoot the whole board anyways. You want to saturate my target priority to like what the fuck I am going to shoot at, and I mean they're not they're not slow, right? Right. And I'm not going to shoot your warlord one because he has negative two to hit with a four up invul, right? So that's cutting half of my hits down with half of my wounds. Yeah, I have high wounds, but the chance of it dying or not, I did go old school. Which I don't normally do, but I went old school because you have Ripper units. Right. And when if you saw my movement, I gave my option to the fucking Ripper squad if they came, which did come up yeah, in, yeah. in the game. But, like, the fact that if you deep strike your Wave Servants and you only have your Warlord, you have one model over there on the on your side of the table that can really interact with my Flyers. Yeah, yeah. Because nothing else flies. <clears throat> or nothing important flies. Because right. you have the, the Malice up there. He's not really going to kill for yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because you had all your uh, Hive Tyrants off the table, I was like, okay, I can be super aggressive because because the new FAQ, you can't deep strike in your deployment zone. Right. Which is, used to be a thing playing against right. Tyranids, right? If you came close, cool, I'll just deep strike my Flying Hive Tyrants here. Yeah, and I couldn't awesome. shoot at them, and then you could charge them anyways. Right. Well, since FAQ, I can go over there with Impunity. Right. Because I know I'm not going to be assault, except by one thing. So, I put my two Flamers over there. Sure, assault him. I'm probably going to get wounds off you anyways. Right. And maybe you kill it, maybe you don't. Sure, I'll take that trade. Because I could kill you in Overwatch, because they're all auto, over, yeah. auto hits. Yeah. Um, I go after your Swarm Lord, uh, turn one, because against you, and since you didn't have the Fire on the table, like I don't want those That's Gene Steelers. Pr- target number number one. Gene yeah. Steelers going across the fucking table, which they end up doing anyways, because he didn't die. He had fucking three wounds three left. Three wounds left, yeah. After it. But I noticed I wasn't going to kill him. Between the four, the invuls and stuff, so I was like, "All right, I'll finish off these these swarm, the little no, the ripper swarm, the ripper just swarm get your kill and get to your... get my kill for old school." Okay, that was part of the plan. That's why kill I shot one, old school. Got it. Check. Got it. Boom. I'm holding my one, killed one, got my old school. I'm good. And then onto your turn, you know, you might as well. We just might as well go back and forth. Yeah, I, I you didn't kill the swarm. I was like, sweet, he lived. Um, so I I had a 16 minute of genesters at the tippy top of that of my 
two-story house. Yeah, on the roof. Yeah, on the roof. And I moved them forward, um, took the objective in the middle. We were playing the five-objective game where you deploy one anywhere on the board and then one in your deployment zone. Yeah. Yeah. Your enemy's deployment zone. Enemy's deployment zone. Yeah. yeah. So um, I took the center objective. I had my back, the objective you placed back in my deployment zone. Mm-hmm. You thought you were going to be back there the whole game, which you ended up not being <laughs> until like the very end of the game. Well, okay. So it was, <clears throat> I'll take a step back. Okay, the reason yeah. why I put that objective way the hell over there is to keep something of yours way the fuck over there. Yeah, and I kept a unit of termagants back there in a ripper swarm. Like, and that's fine. I, I didn't care. <laughs> and that's two units I yeah. didn't have to fucking deal with in my face. Yeah. Which any unit that is charging me is bad. Well, it's termagants. They don't do anything. I put them. I, I have two 10 minutes termagants instead of rippers because I can spread them out and eat up more of the board. So if someone's trying to deep strike something, yeah. like I can really spread out and say, cool. Like I can just make a circle of 10 termagants that's really big and wide and you can't deep strike anywhere mm-hmm. in like this bubble. So I keep them instead of rippers. Six more points. One more wound, but I think it's worth it to be able to spread out like that. So I was willing to keep him back through the whole game. I don't care, you know. Um, so I moved up with that 16-minute of Gene Steelers. Just move in advance. Put them behind a wall so they weren't easy to shoot. Stuck them on the objective. And then I moved in advance. Uh, I moved up with the 18-minute of Gene Steelers and then slung shot them with the swarm Lord and got back to a, a wave serpent on the back. Yeah. This is where I was thinking in my head, like, I made a mistake. Cause I moved my <clears> wave <throat> serpents off from yeah. the board edge to hold an objective, which was dumb on my point because I'm never going to hold more than you because right. there's so many objectives. I shouldn't have done that, but I did. So my right. guy was three inches from an objective that was close to you. And that double movement shit. Like it's were- really surprising when I go like 40 inches, like when yeah. I go like real fast, it really catches people off guard. Like you, you look at the golf and you're like, there's no way he makes it that far. And then, I, I move again and then double the advance move and it goes 20 inches like shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just went 36 inches. <laughs> so, now, luckily, because you're going to get into it, you only made a four inch charge. Yeah. So but I, if you would have made a bigger one, you could have wrapped it and you would have had more attack. I think there was like five guys not in. Yeah. Close five combat. guys didn't make it in the close combat, Man. which I don't know would have made the difference because I didn't. No, you only did three wounds. Yeah. It. It, was, it was a disappointing assault, a, a charge there. But, um, but I was able to move up. Uh, I moved it advanced with um, a flying hive tyrant and got onslaught off onto him. Mm-hmm. And I was able to kill. Which is the first point that the fly rule came in effect because you were going <clears> to <throat> just move the 16 first. Right. Right. Which would then put you at the bottom of the. Right. Fucking, and we we're playing two L ITC buildings, but three stories high. Right. So that's roughly nine, nine inches, nine inches plus, plus the two to get to the base. That's an 11 inch charge. I had to make. Yeah. Which you probably want to made it. I mean, the chances are super low, super low. Even with so you had to advance. So I had to advance. I've got onslaught. You tried to stop, but I rolled an 11. Yeah, on onslaught. 11. I, I think it's twice. I rolled for onslaught and twice. I rolled an 11. So that was yeah. like, that's the one power. It. I really needed to get off. Shit about it. <clears throat> yeah. I tried. I you tried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I got in there. Um, Sw- uh, flying hive tyrant got in there and ate a flyer just straight ate him just yeah kill him you killed the fuck no you didn't kill him you just swung again i did swing again yeah and yeah. then and then you used the <clears throat> move again which is a, a mistake i thought you made getting closer with that flying hive well, i wanted to get downfield and force your flyers back granted <clears throat> but it was your warlord one which was a lot of points for me yeah it's because a, i mean we didn't go over it but i was going old school right kingslayer, kingslayer. which was on the warlord right and then <clears throat> i did uh Mark for Death, which was right. the other two Flyrens, the Swarm Lord, and uh, Old, Old One Eye. Yeah. Well, you know, this is the first time I've played a Flying Hive Tyrant as my Warlord because I've been afraid to give up Kingslayer because they just they 
the flying hive tyrants die. Yeah. Right. But I'm not playing any neurothropes. I'm saying I used to keep neurothropes back to hold on to like, oh, there's three rippers back here, and I gotta keep. Fuck it. Like I'm so tired <laughs> of like that bullshit. Like I'm holding on to ten fucking gaunts that aren't doing shit, and I'm keeping a fearless stand up. Fuck that objective, and fuck those gaunts. Right. So I I put fuck it. We're doing flying hive tyrants now. I'm gonna give up Kingslayer. Cool. Yeah. Take it. You know, he's negative one to hit. He's negative two next to the Malanthrope. Like, I'm just, I'm going to deal, right? I'm going to give you, the, you want to get it, go get it, right? He's negative one to hit. He's T7. He's got a four pin vulnerable save. You're going to spend a lot of time trying to kill that motherfucker. Yeah. I moved him there because I figured your flyers were going to go kill him anyway. But what I wanted your flyers to do was to check back, back to your home side, which you did, which allowed now my next flying hive tyrants turn two to drop down on your side of the board. And now I'm on your half of the board the whole game. Which but ended up occurring. Yeah, they were going like, to come back anyway. Like they were going to come. Well, I want, you know, if I keep them there, they just kill him over there, right? And let's say he does survive some chance, some off chance he survives, which weirder things have happened, right? Now I've got a flying hive turn. super low for him to stay alive. But right, you know. but I did fuck up in that movement because I didn't get recon that turn. Because mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I mismoved. I, I made a lot of mismovements in my first turn. I didn't, um, um, I didn't double met, move the old double one move I. old one eye with metabolic overdrive. I could have done that, and that would have gotten me recon. Um, when I moved after killing the the flyer, I didn't move him to the other side of the board. I had sixteen genesters that didn't make their charge onto the the guy who could have been on the other side of the of the board. You know, just three inches away, and I didn't do any of that. So I really fucked up some movements in my first turn, which may or may not have made a difference in the grand scheme of things. So that was my turn one. But I mean, you still, at the end of that turn, you still got hold more. I got hold more and kill. Kill. Uh, what did you kill? You killed something. I killed you the kill flyer. flyer. Kill the flyer. You killed hold. Uh, I didn't kill more because I only killed one. the one swarm lord. Uh, the, the rippers. Rippers. So we killed the same and I held more. So you got so two. two to your three. three. And then on turn two, I was like, okay, come back on my side board like I plan to do anyways. Um, because you gave me him way over there, I... I overcommitted. I got some guys out of the my tank that shouldn't have got out. My storm guardians that shouldn't have got out. Um, I brought down my storm guardians. They that, that was supposed to happen anyways. And then you know I shot the gene stealers that were that did charge the wave serpent. Uh, they died. I shot the the hive tyrant that was a warlord, which he died. And other than that, that's all that really happened. I think I maybe killed one guy of the other one. Yeah. Other unit. Um, my night spinner was not rolling very hot. For the first four turns, it was getting like three shots, five shots, like yeah, and then yeah, your shots were low, that. yeah, shots were low. <clears throat> um, so then killing two, I was I was like, okay, I should get kill kill more, right? To to your because I'm all I'm doing is just holding my one objective, and I just know you're gonna get hold more, right? So then it goes to uh, your turn, which you can go ahead, right? So then I move up this time, I move I move in advance, um, old one eye. And then I made sure he was 18 inches away from the Swarm Lord so I could get Onslaught off. And I was far enough away where you couldn't deny Onslaught at this point. Mm-hmm. So I get Onslaught off on Old One-Eye. Sweet. And now he's only like six inches away from a Wave Serpent on that side. And you had those two Wave Serpents sitting next to yep. each other. Um, I move up uh, that 16-man unit of Gene Steelers right next to those Storm Guardians sitting out in the open next to that piece of terrain. Um, and I was like, cool, I'm going to kill the fuck out of them. Um, so I dropped down my two flying hive trans now really on your side of the board, nine inches away from the same, um, the same pair of the, uh, wave, wave serpents. serpents. Yeah. yeah. Thinking I've got big, I've got big game hunter and there's guys on the inside. I want these things dead now. Um, <clears throat> so 
I move up, Swarm Lord moves up, my Hormagons now move up and start taking two objectives at a time. They start taking up space. Um, cause that's all, they're really good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, now I've moved up and now I got my, my, um, my flying hive tyrants are down. Now I'm feeling really good about this. Um, I then make the charge onto with old one eye and I get into both wave serpents sitting mm-hmm. next to each other, which was really good. Cause now I've got options <clears throat> and then, and then I charge now the two, I've got one flying hive tyrant makes his inch charge. The other one. With a re-roll does not make his inch you charge. You roll a one into a one. I roll, I roll a seven, a six and a one. Re-roll, pay the command point to re-roll it, and he got a one. <laughs> I just needed one more. So that was one breakout of that game that I got. Because if that second flying hive tartan gets in, old one I can focus 100% on the, the one wave serpent. Mm-hmm. The two flying hive tartans can focus on the other one, and both wave serpents are probably dead. Probably. Yeah. Um, which is good because that would drop a unit of guardians right there in the middle, which mm-hmm. would have been great for me. Um, but that second charge doesn't go off. Uh, so old one eye goes and attacks the guy on the left, the guy on the right, the flying hive trying to attacks the one on the right, doesn't kill it. So I had to spend three command points to attack with old one eye again. I kill the other wave serpent because I got to get that kill, right? I got to get my big games. And then the gene stealer is just obliterate those guardians. Yeah. So I had no chance. Yeah. Um, I shot at the other, <laughs> you unit get pile storm- into the, I shot at the other unit of storm guardians too. And you failed all your saves on your big guns. The, uh, the, the, the guardian cat- defenders, the guardian defenders, the you cat- shot into them with the, the hive tyrant, tyrant. And I made four saves with no saves or all ones and two. So it immediately killed my two guns, right. which are supposed to be like the tanking. Pack right. There was the tank for you and it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so I ended up killing the same, and holding more again. And more. So you so got three six, to my two. Right. So now it's six so to I four. And hold. And I start getting my behind enemy lines and I get my recons this time. Yeah. So now this is, yeah, you got more secondaries and those. You got recon. You didn't get behind enemy lines yet. You were going to get at the beginning. I got it turn, turn. Oh, yeah. Turn three. Yeah. Turn three. But it was going to happen anyways because right. it was rippers. I wasn't going to shoot. I had too much shit yeah. that I had to deal with. So at this time, I was kind of like, all right, now trying to like, okay, now to, now to backpedal and like how. How am I going to dig out of this hole? Because this is where I was starting to feel behind. Because now you're already two points ahead of me on primary. And uh, secondaries are not looking too good as I'm starting to lose stuff. So, you know, I fall back where I can. I'm lucky my wave serpent stay alive. I block. We had this one. Uh, that one wave serpent staying alive, not making that other charge or the other hive tyrant was big. And I think that was a big turning point in this game. That It kept me. It helped me stay mm. in the game. Because the target part of your next couple of turns would have been different. Yeah. Now, I was able to move the Wave Serpent out to block uh, movement for Old One IP, stayed alive, and then uh, did some movements with my Flyers to, to movement block. And I think this was a pretty big turn for me. Uh, killed the little squad out outright. They died. Yeah. No, there was four left. Yeah, yeah. The four or five stealers. Yeah. Yeah, so I killed a lot out of like them. I killed them, yeah. Old One Eye. <clears throat> Um, I got some wounds on the other hive tyrants, right? And that's it. But the thing was, is that in that in that turn, I was like, okay, I really need to like weaken stuff. But then comes down to my next turns to like, if I can survive, then we can come back out of this and dig out of this hole because then things should die really, really easy. Yeah, yeah. Because I had wounds everywhere, and that's kind of like how it went. Uh, I still got a kill from something. I don't know what the fuck. Oh, I killed old one eye. Yeah. So I still got a kill. Um, and then it goes to your turn. You killed and held. Um, my turn, I came back. Now, because that one, I failed that charge and that one wave serpent survived, the one that had the guardian still on the inside, he flew over to the side 
and I had to take those two flying hive tires. You had one more wave serpent in the back corner. That that's I not really, wave serpent. That's a night spinner. Or night spinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like a wave serpent, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I really wanted to go kill that because it was sitting on your home objective, right? Yeah. The one, if I hold this one, I will not have bonus. the bonus. I really wanted to go get that. But I had this wave serpent with guys on the inside that I had to deal with because I can't not deal with it. It's wounded and I can get my kills. So I devoted, I think, probably too much to this wave serpent at this point. Because uh, at this point, um, the swarm lord had moved up in advance, got onslaught off, and was in range to charge. And he double moved himself with hive commander. So he probably could have killed himself with himself that wave serpent. Um so I probably I made I probably made a mistake. I should have gone after the night spinner with the two flying hive tyrants, shot the guardians out in the open, and then close combat assaulted the night spinner. So what I probably should have done. But I really felt with the guardian still on the inside, like I I really felt like I had to kill this thing. Yeah, the, real quick back on the turn three, the, that's where I put the guardians that fell back as a line to block movements, the yeah, yeah, non-fly yeah. units, to where I went to charge your gene stealers just to kill them. But then that came in the fact that fly only works in movement phase, so I couldn't charge over my right. Defenders. You had your two. Um, I had my defenders in front of them. The defenders in front of the farseers. The, the farseers that they right. couldn't fly over, even though and they were you, you charged. And I was like, "You can't fly over your guys." You're like, you're right. I cannot. Yeah. So I put them back. <laughs> right. So that's where one part where the fly really came into yeah. effect was I can't no longer charge over these units. They can't screen off anymore unless you really spread them out. Yeah. But when you do that, that also but leaves then, a, it leaves a lane to come through the other yeah. way. Like I could just charge right past your guys and go after your warlord and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I put the two flying hive tyrants after that one wave serpent. I now moved the swarm lord up and he made a big move and went after your warlord and the one farseer. Well, the regular Farseer? The regular Farseer, yeah. yeah. And I had Gene Steelers around your Guardians and the other one. I made another shitty charge with the Gene Steelers again, like four inches. Two rolled four, yeah. Yeah, a four-inch charge, which means now I had to go into the Guard, who were going to die from morale. from morale anyway. Yeah. So now I had to go into them, because I just wanted to go around them. Yep. Um, so Swarm Lord goes after this Farseer, and this is funny, uh, because I attack... With Swarm Lord, I don't kill the Farseer. Leave him on two wounds. Leave him on two wounds. I spend three command points to attack him. I'm going to kill the fuck out of this guy. Uh, I make my attacks. You missed two. Missed two. So Gave for four. my wounds, I rolled one, one, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> I spent my last command point saying, fuck this shit. I'm going to kill this guy. I'm going to... He's got two wounds left, right? I only need one to go through. It's three damage. I just need one to go through. And if it's a six, it's taking a mortal wound anyway. So I have command point, re-rolled it into a one. Yeah. Yeah. No, you made it. I made my, my invul. Oh, that's right. I made it and you made your invul in real yep. I rolled the six of your invul. It was yeah. sweet. Yeah. I was yeah. like, sweet. <laughs> All those ones. Nice. Of like, course, you didn't kill, kill a Swarm Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, you know, I've played the Swarm Lord so much and he's always been such a disappointment in close combat. Like, well, I think, I think uh, the one thing that's bad for him is that he's always going after things with invuls, right? So if he wasn't going to things with invuls, like a Farsi has a good survivability. Right. With the four of invuls. And maybe it's just the targets that he's going after. Maybe. Because if he would have went after the wave serpents, right? Yeah, if he had gone after, if I put him into the wave serpent and put the two Granted, flying, the ones and twos wouldn't have wound. Right, they but wouldn't that have. That was the second time. That was the second the round of combat. Time. Right, so maybe I do kill the wave serpent with the swarm lord. Who knows, yeah. right? And I could have put the two flying hive tyrants on the night spinner, and they probably should have killed the night spinner. Maybe. Maybe. You know. T seven fiddle pains. Yeah, okay, maybe, maybe they don't, but still, like, uh, there was probably a, 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 I, I felt like I needed to commit 
to that wave serpent. Yeah, and that's where the second, uh, because you did declare him as a charge. Right. But just because you were so high up on on my crates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, and you didn't have fly anymore, you had to go down to over one, down down two, and then the fucking, it was like a a 10 inch charge or some shit like that. Which you rolled, I think, like a A five. five. Yeah. Yeah. So you only got into the other wave serpent, which you had to kill anyway. Right, which I had to kill anyway. So I declared him, it just, it wasn't, there may have been some better maneuvers I probably could have made, but those are the choices. I just really felt the wave that wave serpent had to die. Like it just had to. So I I overcommitted to him. I had th- those are my options though, and that's what I went for. Because the other two options with those, those two, the two um, the hemlock wraith fighters with the flamers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't want to charge those with the flying. <laughs> I don't want to do that. It's yeah. bad news. Um, so yeah, uh, once again, turn three, I kill the same. We kill the same, and I hold more again. Yeah. So. You're winning in primary by three points so far to my, my six to nine. And then this is a big turn that I had. A turn four was uh, decently good for me where I kill one of the last two flyerants. Yeah. I kill the Swarm Lord because he only had two wounds at that yeah. time because yeah. from the, my, that was my first round shooting. Uh, he he dies. I kill the four-man unit of Gene Stillers right there. Yeah. And I do a couple wounds to the other uh, flyer and he has two wounds left. Right. Which was pretty cool uh that's my the odds came back around to where i rolled box cars from and yeah. shots came from the night spinner and i got 12 shots my wound rolls weren't that great right but it did get him down to two wounds left that he had so uh going into the the next round for you you only had a flyerant and then a lot of little guys that of weren't gene stealers yeah right yeah and then this also gave me um two more marks um I already got Maxim kinged. I'm already Warlord kinged, First Blood kinged, and they gave me three kills. Yeah, going into the turn four. I wasn't. Yeah, you know, my turn four. I don't have a lot left. I've got to kill the Night Spinner, right? Which is what I that Flying Hive Tyrant said. There's got to kill the Night. He probably wasn't going to kill the Night Spinner, but that was my. It was untouched. Thirteen wounds. T seven. Fiddle pains on six. Spear stones. Yeah, but this is like I got to roll hot. Like everything's got to hit. Everything's got a wound. It's got to be high damage, right? Yeah. But this was my chance because if I kill it, I do get the bonus here. But this is like I, I knew at this point like things are not looking good. And I was hoping I had a big enough lead turns one, two, and three that if I just stay alive and stay on the board, that maybe I can eke out a win at this point. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm still going for my points. So of course I don't kill the knight's dinner. <laughs> no, I think you did like <clears throat> you didn't know wounds. No, you yeah. Did one wound. Yeah, one wound. Yeah. Um, I didn't use my psychic phase because I had two wounds left and I didn't want to perils because I've perils and killed myself a number of times <laughs> yeah. and I had no command points left at this point. So I'm like, and you went through the overwatch, which only one cannon had to go through. Right. You made the saves. I made the saves barely. Uh, of course, don't do shit. Uh, Hormagants go to charge a unit of the guardians. And of course they fail a seven inch charge. Yeah. Uh, so I don't get that, which was a disappointment. I peeled the wrong guy. So I ended up being outside of the range for the Malanthrope. Uh, and outside of range for the objective because I peeled the guy in the back thinking I need to make this charge thinking I but I was dumb I could just peel the guy out of the center and still make the charge yeah I just peeled the wrong guy I was, I was, trying, I was thinking like super I gotta get as far out I could have mm-hmm. put the guy out of the middle and I'm an idiot so <clears throat> don't make that charge I'm like sweet so I think I kill nothing no you I can't. shot no I shot you to guardians because I killed so something. You killed the Storm Guardians. Yes, to kill the Storm Guardians and shooting from the Flying Hive Tyrant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I killed one. And then well, you held... didn't kill them. They ran away at the end. There was yeah, only yeah. like one left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but 
they kill them. Yeah. I get the kill. Yeah. So I kill and I hold more again because that's what I'm doing is holding more the whole time. Yeah, but because I killed three, I got to kill more. So now I got three. So right. you're three. So we're tied on that one. Going into turn five on primary, it was nine to 12. Now, going this turn was a huge swing for me because then I just moved all my casters over to the smite, the the last fly, fly rent that was there. Moved my uh, night spinner out of the way so it wouldn't get hit by that guy. Right. Shoot at some gaunts. I had my flyers go over that have the very important negative two leadership, which yeah. I tell you is a godsend sometimes. It's negative really good. Two yeah. catches people all the times. Yeah. Off off guard. Um, they go and kill the the malice scepter, the minus one to hit guy. The malanthrope, yeah. Yeah, I learned he had no invulse today, so that's interesting. I thought he had a three of, like, the little guys, but nope. Uh, He gets shot. He flies, so Hunter is just real to hit. Uh, Between smites and one Hunter, he dies. Um, Shoot at some uh, rippers that are out of line of sight with a night spinner. Shoot some gaunts. Get some wounds on there. Shoot some gaunts to the other one. Get some wounds there. Mm -hmm. Because of leaderships, they just run away because they're no longer fearless. There's no more synapse on the table. I go ahead and get four kills that turn, holding one, um, passing it to you with very little left. I've got nothing left at this point. I'm hoping just to hold more for two turns. <laughs> that, that's my only hope is like, can I hold more? Can I get lucky enough and hold more? And that's all I did. I just moved around enough, you know, took some shitty shots with some guns at a flyer just because why not? You know, they're there. Yeah, um, and I held more that, that turn. Um, but at that point, like, I know this is this is the end. Like, I know I'm, I'm probably tabled here. And then going into turn six. Now, turn six was another. So, going old school. So, I go flyers over there to yeah, get yeah, my yeah. behind enemy lines. He had some rippers back there that were on the objective that I placed. Um, between smites and shooting, I kill everything but one fucking ripper, ripper base. Ripper base. At one wound. Yeah. Um, I need which a w- had a minus two leadership. Right. And he lost two. No, he lost one. Right. Something like that. I don't know yeah. how the bug works. But then he has one ripper left, which you only can roll a one. Right. And you roll one. I roll a one and that one <laughs> ripper survives. Yeah. So, of course, he's the one ripper, but he's behind a building because he's a swarm. He can't run through it. I did so forget I, about that. So, I have to go up and over and down. And I, I'm cracking. So, I roll 3d6, pick the highest. Of course, he rolls a six. So, I move 12. And I made... So, I got onto that final objective. Which gives you a hold. Give me um, a hold. Give me a point. I did kill more because I killed yeah, the of rest course. of your army. Yeah, you killed the rest of my army. Um, which, at the end of turn six, I was... 15 to 15 primary. Yeah. Right. And then uh, my secondaries, I killed something on the last turn. I got my line breaker, which maxed me out on my old school, which then gave me max secondaries. And you did not get big game hunter. My You didn't get another big game and you did not get another behind enemy lines. Right. Um. So it was 10 to 12 in secondaries, which leaves a 27-25 victory for the Eldar. Yeah. For the old mighty Eldar. The old mighty Eldar. <laughs> yeah, if, if I kill that wave serpent in the turn where I didn't make the charge, I get kill more in that. And that's a one-point swing. Those guardians pop out and maybe I can kill them. And I maybe I'm going to kill more again in the next turn. So I think that, and I keep pointing back to that moment was like a big point in the game. Like not making that charge and not killing both those wave serpents yeah. was a big, because it changed every, like it changed the rest of my movement. Like I had like, I couldn't go get the night spinner. I couldn't go get the bonus in the objective. I couldn't do all those things. And I think that was the moment in the game that really turned the game. Yeah, and out of all the new FAQ stuff, the only things that really came into effect was the cover save, which 
you decided like didn't really be needed. Didn't mean needed. Yeah. But like I said, against some armies, it's really good, and sometimes just I used it because it. it was there. And I was, let's try. Let's go for this thing. And I, I just forgot that all of your flyers do all these negatives, and the, your waves are going to stay back and not do anything anyway. Yeah, on the first turn, anyways. Yeah. Um, so. And um, then the fly was a big factor in a lot of our movements and our charges and how we, I guess, how we're used to screening. Because right. I'm used to fucking being right behind my guardians. And like, and just fly right over them. Yeah. All right, I guess I have to charge and fucking charge over it. And I can't do them. I have to pre-plan that. Right. Which is bad because if I do kill them and just shooting or psychic phase, then you could just, like you said, run straight through them. Run straight because through. there's enough room for the bases. Right. And then not deep, being able to deep strike turn one at all, even in my deployment zone. Which affects my movements right. in my first turn, which allows me a lot more freedom in movements depending on how my opponent deploys and right. what they put on the table. Right. So, I mean, just those little things. Like, I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. Like I've said before, I'm a truck driver. I listen to a lot of shit. And there's a lot of people out there that are really negative about the fucking FAQ, about how, like, it's ruined the game or fucking bad. And I don't... Like, yeah, I play an army that benefits because the 2 plus saves, but, I mean... I think they're all really good changes. Like, yeah, the fly thing is kind of stupid when you think about a jet bike that hovers just by, like, sitting there. Right. It's kind of stupid. But you got to think it's a game, right? There needs to be mechanics and how a game works to continue balancing. I mean, nothing in this game is realistic. There's fucking bugs that are from a different universe that are trying to eat all of our fucking brains. And there's orcs that are made out of fungus. Yeah. So (laughs) reality is kind of thrown out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's... I really like the FAQ changes. I mean... Yeah. I mean, I don't think it really affected my army that bad, but I think it's given more variety to the game. So instead of having, like, like James Carmona-style list where, like, you're super aggressive turn one, because you can be... Still not dead. It's not dead, because you still have tools at your disposal. You can still warp time. You can still tide of traitors. You still have all these tools. So warp time, the tide of traitors, and you can still fucking uh, black matter crystal. Right. So all these things are still available to you. It's just not like I think in the very even the very beginning, like one of the first podcasts we did, we talked about how Alpha Strike was a problem. Turn one is a problem, you know, and how do we deal with that? So I think this FAQ is really trying to address that. I think it has addressed it, and I think we're gonna see more variety on the table. Maybe. So those are our after action reviews, those are our games played. Yeah, we're going to have a lot more this weekend, right? Because both of us. Yeah, we're both going to Gamer's Haven uh, to play in the three games there. Um, yeah. So we should have some pretty decent content. Uh, con- <laughs> uh, competition. Guarantee one of us play per dick. One of us will. Probably you. I don't know. Maybe, maybe both of us. Maybe both of us. Who knows? There's only, eight. Yeah. There's only eight players. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. So we're going to take a quick break, though. Uh, we're going to come back. Uh, we'll do a quick, quick um, maximum effort and go right into the conclusion because we got a lot of content from you guys some listener emails voicemails and stuff to get through and we're back uh, we did some act for action reviews yeah FAQ all, stuff all the games that we played <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll get three we'll get as many this weekend as we've had in the last couple of weeks couple of weeks dude. it's fucking it was bad bad for me anyways I wanted to get more too, but because we got SoCal coming up, and I really wanted to do well, but it's like I've had so little time to practice. And my next week, fuck, I'm in I'm in LA like three out of the five days next week. Not to mention all the other shit I got to do, plus baseball and soccer and all the other shit I'm doing. Like, yeah, just the local store I don't want to go to. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, and then when I work fucking five days a week and have to work all the time, going down to at ease is hard. Yeah, like I haven't been able to go to at ease at all. 
um, this last couple of months because my kid has baseball on Tuesday nights and my other kid has soccer on Tuesday nights. So there's no way I'm like, Man, no. you can't do no, it, just... which is why I didn't join the league this last time. I was like, I know, I just know. I just know it's not going to happen. Well, like, I knew the holidays myself were coming around and like, yeah, guys take time off. So I wouldn't be able to be able to go down there. Yeah. So it is. What I it mean, is. I won two, two leagues already. So I mean, yeah, let, let someone else have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> All because Ray's not here. Yeah. Yeah. But next league. Nah, I'll go fuck shit up again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, quickly with some maximum efforts, um, you that's actually, mine? yeah, that's yours. Um, you actually did quite a bit. Yeah, I had nothing else to do but fucking be at home. So, <laughs> but pay, play Ring of Elysium and uh... Ring of Elysium is a fun game, man. Fucking snowboarding down the hill and then fucking shooting mm-hmm. somebody is fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Call of Duty came out, so then fucking then there's that. Yeah, if y'all play fucking Call of Duty Black Ops, fucking what's up? Fucking hit me up. <laughs> need, need more dedicated team teammates. But uh, yeah, I've been playing that, and then uh. Uh, the only reason I stopped is because I ran out of fucking glue, man. I was fucking, I, did, I don't know how many episodes it was go where I was saying I wanted to start Tyranids and I've been buying stuff and I finally got to building them, figuring out that there's no rippers anywhere. And then apparently there's these little things on fucking sprues that you make rippers. All right. Yeah. Um, found, finding out that gene stealers come in weird fucking numbers and boxes. Yeah. Which is also annoying. Yeah, and they don't come with all the options and all the and all the boxes either. So I have two firings fucking made with no arms because <laughs> I'm using the guns in my list, so they're not in there. I got a swarm lord made. I got a Trigon Prime made. I've got twenty. No, I got thirty six. Nope, thirty two gene stealers fucking made already. And holy fuck, that's a lot of arms. Mm-hmm. Um. I stab myself on their on their fucking hands all the time. It's it's ridiculous. All and the time. Got a neurothrope, right? The malanthrope or the neurothrope? No, the neurothrope. Oh, yeah, the yeah. GW one. Yeah, yeah. Neurothrope made. Uh, I'm gonna make the other two into actual venomthropes. Um, what else? Oh, that's made? right. They come in the neurothrope venomthrope box now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before they came in just a blister pack. You had to buy them one at a time. Oh, that sounds very fucking annoying. Yeah, they're in the. Yeah, now they come in a three pack, and only one of them can be a prime. Right, one of them can, can be, be the, uh, the, the HQ the version. neurothrope. Yeah, the rest of them are just the standard zone thropes. Yeah, so I got by the other venom thropes. I got to buy another box so I can make the other venom. Thropes. I don't think any serious players, though, competitive players, actually play zone thropes. So if you just build the zone thropes and call them neurothropes, I don't think anyone knows the difference. You can just don't fuck off. It's yeah. a zone thrope. Yeah. <laughs> get over it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I just been building a lot. Um, I did. I did uh, build up some uh, rogue. Toughest Girls in the Galaxy ones. Okay. The, the models that I was going to use for Storm Guardians. And they finally got built. They're metal and stuff. So I had to clean them off and fucking get them all spruced up and then put together. Got those together. Already got them to Tyler. He's already paying them. He's already messaged me. I got to go pick them up right now. Um, so those cool. They got the titties out and stuff. It's going to oh, be great. Oh, the titties out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're going to roll better, right? Tickle bitties. They're never going to die. Their tits are out. <laughs> and that means their armor's better. Everyone's going to stare at it like, oh, look at the titties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... They're ready to get picked up. I built those, got those, and I got a whole nother 20-man Guardian Squad defenders all made of the new plastic or the newer plastic than the ones that I have from like a long time ago yeah. that are shittily painted. So I'm going to paint those up so my my list at SoCo is actually doesn't look like a 12-year-old did a unit. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to look halfway good. So, I mean, I've used a lot of glue the past couple of weeks. <laughs> Got frustrated and glued shit to my fucking hands. 
couple weeks. The, uh, the little arms, the little like fucking annoying, dude. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was fun in the most part. Like the building parts, the one I like. I don't like the painting. But really, yeah, I, I hate I hate fucking painting <laughs> shit. <laughs> I can. I just I just really don't like it. It's really tedious. Tedious. And the it's the fact that like when you mess up a paint, then you have to like really start over, or you just like accept it. Like okay, it's gonna look like shit. But like a build job, like you could break shit off and just redo it. It's very easy. Well, I got one rule. I just don't mess shit up. I just get good already. Fuck. That's all right. Well, I'm not gonna do that with painting. I'll just keep that with my play. Uh, yeah, I got. A, I almost got a whole high fleet done. My list. I just. I bought some. Uh, well, I didn't actually buy. It. I got some hormigons with uh, my credit that I've had from the last league. Yeah. Um, I got. I still have some left, so I got to go back and get some termigons because I changed the list a little bit. Um, there's only a little bit I need to get left, and then I'll be playing. It's going to be gray because for now, for yeah. now. But I did think uh, I saw on the Tyranid page, which God, that place is a fucking cancer. The the the, 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 tyr- the quote unquote competitive page. Yeah. That's, oh, that place is just straight fucking AIDS cover cancer. Oh my God, dude, it's the worst. The shittiest players. None of them own the fucking codex. None of them own the fucking rulebook. They just sit there on fucking Battlescribe making <laughs> retarded fucking lists that'll never fucking work because the motherfuckers are dumber than you and can't read. And that's bad. Fucking read. I just post in there. Like, I troll people in there just hoping to get kicked out. I just, I don't even post anything. I just look at the pictures and the dumb shit for comedy while I'm at work. Oh, I, 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 straight, troll, I straight troll motherfuckers in there. I'm fucking tired of that place. The place is fucking shit. It's bad. But they do post pictures of like some cool painted Tyranids mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they look cool. They look real good. Um, but I saw this one that they used the basing, the GW basing that cracks that looks like a desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they used it on all the carpuses, like all like the like on the back, you, on their backs, yeah, on their backs, like the bone hard parts. Yeah, yeah. On it, and then they painted over it. Yeah, and it just looks awesome. I'm yeah. gonna do that. I wanted to do. There was something I wanted to do with like the bigger models, like the um, the Carnifexes. I saw Mini Gaming Girl. Um, she's the one who paints with nail polish. You ever seen her videos? No. Okay. Um, she actually does really good paint jobs. She but she uses nail polish because actually nail polish comes with these really like. I bet you she does another job good too. Yeah. <laughs> but she uh, did this thing where she made lava bases, um, where she took multiple layers of spackle and like colored them differently, and then she laid them on top, and then you scrape it away, and it creates like a multi layer of almost like lava looking like on the bases. And then I saw someone do the same thing on top of a model, so I thought about doing that like on the trigon because it has that deep groove in it. I never got around to doing that though, but yeah, I know no, what you're this, talking about the. This is easier. I just paint one <laughs> coat of crack thing, wait for it to dry, and then paint it. Yeah, I forgot. You forget this is the maximum effort for us. You're trying to do the minimal, minimal effort, minimal but still effort, cool. <laughs> Which is why I named this segment "Maximum Effort" because you're minimal effort, Ray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's a lot of effort that I'm going to actually go get basic. No, and I'm do proud. It. I'm proud of you, man. I'm going to do it. I'm proud of you. It's just going to take a while. Yeah, it's going to. We'll be here three years from now. Yeah, I finally got that basing stuff. I'm not going to do it, but I got I gave it, it. I gave it to Tyler. No, I got it already, and then I gave it to Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> so, good. I'm proud of you. Lots of maximum effort. I like it. I like it. Um, in preparation for the SoCal Open, uh, I had multiple different lists working at that time, uh, but I knew I had to get certain models done. Um, old One-Eye is good enough at this point. He's not done, but he's way more than three-color minimum. He's based, the basing is not done yet, but he's not, he's not near done, but he's good enough for, 
the tournament a week away. <laughs> he looks done to me. He's good enough for a tournament a week away. There's more I want to do on the basing, and there's more detail I want to do on his body. But outside of that, he's good enough for now. Um, I did this Trigon, which looking at right here. Yeah, that's cool. Um, he's not done either, um, but I got him to an acceptable standard if I was going to play him at SoCal, but I don't think I'm playing him. So, but I got him based. Um, so I'm happy with where he's at now. Trigon Prime new meta. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the Malanthrope. So I went ahead and I emailed to Frontline um, a picture of my Malanthrope, the one with the LED lights to get approval because it's a kit bash, essentially. Okay. Um, just to, I wanted to make sure that I was good to go. I didn't want to show up to the tournament and say, nah, you can't use that. But I sent an email. I got approval, so it's approved. So I just got to finish up some paint work on. It. I got to put a little more hot glue on them to fill in some gaps. I got to find some bits somewhere in here and throw it on there, just kind of cover some cavities that are still there that I had available for LED wires. And then I got to finish the basic, and he'll be good to go. So, but that's pretty much that guy is all I'm gonna be working on this next week is just getting him ready to, you know, to roll at SoCal. Sweet. So that'll be my maximum effort. So. Uh, but we're going to cruise right into the conclusion of the show from there because our um, after action review is pretty hefty. So we have a new patron. Fuck yeah. Beer right. money. Sweet. <laughs> Beer money. Uh, Kyle, our newest patron, uh, he joined us at the $10 a month level, and he was also nice enough to send us a voicemail. Oh, a nice well, little voicemail. A little voicemail. Maybe making fun of somebody. Like you. Like me. <laughs> Which are fat or something. Hey guys, this is uh, Kyle. I guess I'm uh, your newest um, podcast member. I don't really know. Or patron, I guess it's called. I don't know if that, how that thing works. Cause it's like a hooker. It just took money up front. Yeah, we're hookers. But, uh, we take money up front. Uh, actually, congratulations. You're retarded and me. One of my first people that taught me tournament team. It was uh, back in 7th edition when uh, War Convocation came out. And I was uh, feeling a little confident with all the extra points, three points. And uh, Ray was looking for a match down at Game Empire. And he... Uh, I don't and, expect uh, you to remember this. So I just tried to play him, thinking like, oh, I don't, I feel bad for this guy. <laughs> so so uh, he, he met me there. We played a uh, go-to-player match. And summarize it all. I mean, he literally pushed my shit in. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I t- I tend he, to do uh, you tend to do threw that. a rag on me afterwards. <laughs> I tend to, to do that too. Off. And then, uh, and then we played 40k. <laughs> so you <laughs> did it before you guys game, played? Uh, wow. I learned a lot uh, and everything. He was he was uh, great teacher when it came down to that quick uh, lesson afterwards and told me how I could be better. So. Uh, really like what you guys got. It reminds me of the smoke pit in the uh, in the Marine Corps. So great to hear that kind of talk again. Keep up the good work. Fucking smoke pit where you went to fucking dodge work. Oh, okay. I was gonna ask about that. I wanted to ask what the smoke pit was. The army doesn't have it. No, we don't call us. We we just shammed all the time. We just call it shaman. Shaman? Yeah. Oh, there's a smoke pit. We called the sham. Like we would go to like um. If you went like Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio. It was basically it? wherever there was an ammo can, empty ammo can, and then there's fucking Marines around it. That was a smoke pit. <laughs> oh, they're just tossing cigarette butts in there? Yeah. Okay. It's, there's it's always pl- shit talking going on there, <laughs> fucking sex talk and shit. It's, it's it raunchy the, shit there. It was so. the proving ground for this podcast. It's pretty much, yeah. That's what got me ready for this. <laughs> well, Kyle, hey, thanks for uh, 
thanks for your donations. Uh, you're you're buying beer money. You're helping the show go. So and really also, appreciate. I, I, I mean, honestly, like you said, I I don't remember like two days ago. So. <laughs> So I said he's going to talk about this, and honestly, I don't expect Ray it's, it's, to remember this at all. I play. So. Well, I used to play a lot more before he came, even back then. But now, like even now, I yeah played Admeg. He said he played Admeg, right? Yeah, yeah. And now I don't remember that. <laughs> but I mean, he you must have, he must have played because I do talk shit. Yeah, and I do help after. Yeah, you yeah. made an impression, so sweet. You're short, so you always make kind of like that short, angry guy. Yeah, short, angry dude. Fucking hairy feet. Why don't he wear shoes instead of sandals? <laughs> so, hey Kyle, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for helping out the show. Um, if you want to join Kyle and uh, become a patron of the show, go to vgrpodcast.com slash podcasts. Um, up at the top, you'll see a big giant red button. People say all the time, "I don't know where to find the patron thing." It's like that's on my listener. Um, at the very top, it says "Become a Patron." It's a giant red button; you can't miss it. Maybe you can. I don't know, but yeah, go there and just toss money at us. That's that's what we're good for. We're whores. We'll take it up front, though. Whores, right up front. Yeah. The dollars. The dollar sign shows you how much we're actually going to get to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is uh, Chris Foose. He made Foose. sure he. It was. I was calling him Chris Fuss because it's. Chris F-U-S, but apparently it's Foos. He's from Wisconsin. Chris, fuck you? Yeah. F-U-S. F-U-S. Fuck your shit? I don't know. Fuck your shit. <laughs> fuck your shit. F-U-S. Fuck your I'll shit. I'll think of something else. Yeah. <laughs> but continue. Uh, he left us this big email. Uh, I'm not going to read it all. because um, That was the long one, huh? Yeah, it was the long yeah. one. Paraphrase. she said. Yeah. Paraphrase it. Yeah. Uh, but basically, he was listening a couple episodes back, and we were talking about cheaters. Uh-huh. This may have been back after um, the London GT. So it's funny that he sends us this email. Um, I think this came right after we did the FAQ episode, and we had the big. After that, we did the um, day two of Dice Hammer. Dice Hammer, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were talking mad shit on Adam Gotti, the Teflon Don himself. <laughs> he might actually like the name. He I mean, might, if I was him, I would like. The yeah, name. he might like. It. So we were talking mad shit. So he thought this was not timely, but it actually ended up being a very timely email. Um, but he was talking about how, um, he's tired of listening, uh, to some other fucking podcasts, you know, the same fucking podcast we talk about and how basically they say, every other podcast except the flying monkeys, right? How they talk about, Oh, there's this cheater, but you know, he's really a nice guy. He's really a nice guy. I would and, be friends with him. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I'm so fucking sick and fucking tired of hearing everyone using the following or some variation of the following statement. Oh, this person or these guys are really good dudes. They just make bad decisions. No, 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 he writes. Fucking hell no. Nope. Not a fucking chance. (laughs) End Uh, quote. Yeah. No matter how much you polish a turd, it's still a turd. Just more shiny. (laughs) So, uh, you know, we've said it. We're going to call motherfuckers out by name. You're yeah, a cheater, we'll call you're a piece of shit. Sure. And I, I don't know if people heard enough in the last episode, but I think I called him a piece of shit at least half a dozen times because what he was doing was shitty and he's a piece of shit for doing it. Then I can speak for myself. Can't really think about what Rich Pretty Dick said, but we said he's a good general and he would be a good, like, per, like a good general... In the future, if you just stop fucking cheating. Fucking cheating, right. Like, we acknowledge your talent, just stop cheating, and you stop being a piece of shit. Right, right. And I even said, too, and I, I couldn't, I'm not going to speak for you on this one, but uh, Pretty Dick agreed with me. He's like, look, 
if he would come out and say, look, I was a piece of shit. I fucking cheated. I did wrong shit, but I love this game. I love this hobby. I love this community. I want to change my ways. I want to go straight. And if he went out of his way to prove it, went out of his way to do it, I think people would give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to speak for you, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's a point of saying it and doing it, right? Like, I'm not right. going to take it for face value. Mm-hmm. You could tell me that. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm still going to think you're going to cheat. I'm still going to think you're a piece of shit until you prove or I've watched without you knowing and watch you literally eat bad dice rolls or bad movements mm-hmm. or bad decisions and be like, okay, he's learned. Right. Right. But if you're playing me and you told me that, then you play me, then you play that way. I still don't think anything's changed. You just, right. you just played that way for that one game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it, it, it'll take a little bit more. I would sure. have to see proof. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to see proof. Like you would have to see some, him actually go out, you know, you have to play a game, watch him actually do it, have it actually happen. Because when I said up front in that show, it's like, we're, this is not hearsay. This is what two guys on the show witnessed and experienced this guy trying to do to them. Now, you and Pretty Dick are pretty good players. What if he found a bunch of baby seals or some middle-tier players who don't exactly know what he's up to or don't exactly know what he's doing, and he's picking up those extra dice, and that five is now a seven, and it's supposed well, to be a five, and they weren't catching, or they were nice guys and didn't want to call him out on some shit. It's not, it's not that. It's the fact. You think about the players that take people for, like, I guess, face values or take them for the word up front, right? Sure. And somebody that does all that stuff that he's done and like many of stores have not allowed him to come back for it. And they do that to a player that is a generally a nice person. Like they get a bad taste in their mouth because of that game. Like, oh, that game was bullshit because of all that stuff. Like, no, that that's bullshit because of that person. Right. Right. Like a person that knows the rules or does like lives by the rules. They would be like, fuck. I fucked up. Yeah. All right. Happened in our game like three or four times. We're going to continue. And then it just happens. And then like as the opponent that's not fucking up, but your opponent's fucking up, like you don't feel bad about it. Like you don't feel bad. Like it comes up later or like, or they call you on a rule and be like, oh yeah, well you didn't go back. So you know what I'm saying? Like it just leaves a bad taste in people that do take people. Like I don't trust anyone at all. And that's just my life from to now. Like I just don't trust people. Sure. So it's a lot easier for me to tell people to go fuck off. But for other people, like they take people at that honesty level and sure. his personality or cheating in general is bad in the community. Yeah. Well, you know, you and Pretty Dick, me to a lesser extent, understand this game and understand the rules and understand how it's played. Right. And you guys can catch him doing this stuff because you know the rules pretty much inside and out. But this game is really hard to know all the rules. It's no, It's hard to know all the rules of all the codexes. So there's a certain social like contract that essentially we walk into saying, I'm going to agree with you on the rules of your codex, unless I specifically know it. Mm-hmm. Right. You tell me it's this damage. I, I don't know otherwise. Yeah. Right. And unless I think it's complete bullshit, or I've heard somewhere else that it's like that. I can't challenge you on it. So I have to accept your, most of the times when I challenge somebody and it's some, it's on a unit that I don't know anything about or an army I'm less familiar with is if it seems ridiculously good, but yet nobody else is using it. Right. That's usually when I go, can I see the wording? And it's like, yeah, well, there's this one sentence right here that does not allow you to do said thing. Right. Right. So that's the only time. But like, I, I agree with you. When you come up to this game, you are just 
in nature, trusting your opponent to right. play a fair game. Yeah, to not be a shit. Not be a fucking douche. <laughs> Don't be a douche or a piece of shit. So, <laughs> but smoker. hey, Chris Foose, thanks for your email. Um, we're going to call them out by name when we see them. We're not going to say they're good dudes. They might be good players. A good players is not a good dude. Right? right, not a good dude. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. like uh, Tony Grappando. He's a good player. From what I've seen, like, to me, he's been a good dude, like, in our games, but he plays my army, so he can't pull anything over me. Right. But from what everything else you heard, probably not a good dude. Yeah. ATC and... Like, all the other shit, like... Right. The I whole... Eight, the, like, the, there was the... It was... It was it was LVO, right? Was LVO and ATC were the two biggest and ones. And then ATC. And, and then he's been quiet from that one. Right. But the ATC thing was, like, a whole team, like... That was bad. Yeah, it was just bad. Like, <laughs> it was bad. There's just a culture going on around that guy and those people where they just think that this is okay, right? And it wasn't cheating. Well, there was some cheating, right? There was but then some. there was just some straight up like douchebaggery with little toy alligators, and which apparently now is a model at GW. <laughs> yeah. I, I see the memes. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, our next voicemail. Actually, this is, we're coming back to the voicemails now. Um, comes from Peter. What's up, y'all? What's it's up? Peter. Yeah. Uh, Peter. Peter. Ray, you do realize there's this thing called a voicemail, and you can just send in a voicemail, and on your voicemail, you can say, like, yo, shit stains for brains. Uh, text me, because I'm not going to respond to you over the phone. <laughs> you were um, talking about James calling all the time. There was some other shit I was. I yeah, but that means down. I take effort to interrupt my um, day to yeah. do that. No. Good on you for going over a lot of this stuff in the FAQ. I mean... You're kind of welcome. Uh, I do enjoy your content. You guys are getting better. Uh, Ray, getting better. I do enjoy listening to you. Oh, I was going to say. I saw pictures of you guys, and like they say, never ever meet your heroes or people you admire because you'll be severely disappointed. And he I was. Us. Ray, you look like you sound. It's not negative. It's not positive. You just look how you sound. Andy? <laughs> I don't know how to take that. <laughs> I was disappointed, and was I disappointed. You don't look how you sound. Uh, you got a wide head, and Free Dick also has a big head. Um, it's your mom's head. That's all I got on that. Uh, fucking keep up the good work. Missed my beat, though. Yeah, I did. Christ. Fucking, I hate South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. The voicemail was done with you. Yeah, it was. Oh, it's it's. it's it was funny. It's, it's shit it cut off. But he comes back again. He was talking about how much he hated South Carolina and working there and shit like that. But he comes back again. He remembers what he was calling for. All right. Peter again. Uh, oh, I do, okay, so. well, I'm not going to apologize for calling twice. Uh, whatever. Don't apologize for nothing. I do remember what I was thinking. No, don't. It was Just early on in the day when I was listening to you guys. And you were talking about people bitching on the internet. Uh, they're always going to bitch. It's the internet. You get them in face-to-face, they're going to be whimpering little bitches. True. Yeah. But... I like to tell anybody, you don't like the way it's played, go narrative. You can fucking have whatever you want. You don't like narrative, go open. You can fucking have your goddamn pink horrors be the fucking highlight of your army and all kinds. You can do whatever the fuck you want. That's the great thing about open narrative events. And if you don't like that, you can play Warmer Coming Hordes. from a little bit of narrative, I'm like, <laughs> some of this shit is like, ah, I want to rail against it and fucking grab my pitchfork and dildo and start slamming on some doors. But then I realized, and I think about it, and I'm like, okay, this is good. Like, I was railing against uh, clocks and shit, and now I'm like, okay, this is good. 
I'm starting to try. I, my end goal for this year is to eventually start playing with a chess clock and, and get six turns in two and a half, three hours. the end of the fucking year. Um, I just got to... They're I like $12.99 on Amazon. I want to go into that mindset. <laughs> and fucking... Just play it once. You'll love it. Sometimes you got to backhand a motherfucker. You can act like a bitch. you going to treat you like a bitch. That's what it comes down to. Like They're bitching... Not play chess pog till bad. the end of the year. The yeah. big bad boogeyman who can pop squat and shoot on your chest, but it doesn't seem like they're we'll doing that. Bow tie. And we'll say, about porn, you guys have been ripping on them for the month of September. I say give them a little bit of chance. If they don't deliver when they're supposed to deliver it without really a big good explanation, and good is very subjective, then you start getting out the pitchforks and dildos and flinging your shit like monkeys. Um, Keep doing what you're doing. I listen to you guys because you are one of the other, one of the, like, two podcasts that actually tell how it is. And uh, that's what I like. I If it smells like shit, tastes like shit, it's probably shit, and you're going to call it shit. So keep doing what you're doing. Ah, fuck you, fucking vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, vehicle. <laughs> Why does everybody call us when they're driving? <laughs> They're driving! <laughs> let's call a fucking VGR. Yeah, yeah, let's just call. I'm driving around, commuting. I'm just going to call in, you know? Uh, first off, get a fucking chess clock, you fucking pussy, and yeah. just play it. <laughs> You'll Jesus like Christ. it. You'll like it. It's, we, didn't, we didn't play it today because you forgot yours. You thought I had mine, and I yeah, lost mine. But we still got our game in under two and a half hours. Yeah, of course we did. <laughs> <laughs> Six turns under two and a half hours. Like, you, you still... I don't Bitch! Know. Just play the game. <laughs> but... If it smells like shit, is enough for me to know it's shit. I don't need to taste it. Yeah. Yeah. That's... If it looks like shit and smells like shit, it's shit and don't yeah. lick it. Yeah, you don't, you don't lick it. That, right. Those two senses prevent you from licking you the shit. You don't lick the butthole. You just go straight to the pussy and you put a finger in that butthole. Yeah. You'll wash your finger off later. It's fine. In her mouth. <laughs> You're tasteless. Yeah. <laughs> Our next voicemail comes from James Jeremy. Our greatest hits are coming. Okay. He's back. He's back. Probably paid his bill on his phone. Yeah. Probably was. <laughs> he would, hey, what's up, guys? He would have oh, PCS and paid I, his I bill. Know, I know. I'm starting to get clingy again. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll work on it. I'll back off a little bit. Unless you offer me beers, then I'll come closer and I'll start horning myself out. God, but fucking it's clean funny bitch. with the new fact everybody's losing their absolute fucking minds over the shit. Like they, they are. Have no idea what to do. It's hilarious. Yeah. There's so many things. Jazz is dead. It's really not like playing Admech. So I can't infiltrate my uh, my electric piece anymore. Okay, fuck it. Try to build them a whole list around, around that idea too. Deep strike them like everybody else on yeah, turn two. Deep strike them. Or maybe I just won't run them as much, and I'll switch over to running a whole other squad of dragoons because. They'll be dope as fuck having a nine inch move on top of a ten inch advance and then using Doom Strider. They can move in like an additional eight inches because you had two inches on the charge or whatever it is. So I don't know. Everybody's losing their minds for absolutely no reason. The only thing, the only thing that was really great is getting the minus one to hit on the Electro Priest because they're so, so squishy. At like T3 and then only having that five up save. I mean, the five up general pain helps, but they just, they, they die so easily. I mean, just mass guardsman shooting obliterates them until they can kill something. So, yeah, three of them. Why'd you put them out in the open? But I think it depends on what kind of models it goes on. Like, my gallant going up to a three up invuln is kind of retarded. 
but my T3 one-wound electro-priest going up to a three-up invuln, yeah, they can deal with a lot. They can weather the storm really well, but they still die pretty, like, in droves under mass shooting because they're, cause they're only a T3, and it doesn't take much to start wounding on that shit. So I think they just need to look through it and go through the units instead of just kind of blanketing doing shit and figure out what is overpowered with a three-up save, what's overpowered with, you know, and what's right where it needs to be. Anyway, that's all I got. Stay fucked up. Okay, well, the thing is about balance, which the funny thing is about balance, is that a, trying to balance a game, you're never going to accomplish that. Because once you break one thing from being over overpowered, it makes another thing right overpowered. It's just, GW has to think of how they want the game to be played, and I think that's what these changes are like doing. You're right. They don't want people to have a hundred and something models in their opponent's face turn one. Because like, I think I've said in other podcast, the, another podcast, when, even when we were talking about this, like they, they don't like the feel bads, right? They don't like the fucking, well, I didn't get to do anything on turn one because you just assaulted everything. And yeah, against a good opponent, that's not going to happen. Right. Right. But that's not who they think about. They think about those mid tables and they think about the bottom tables and they think about the people playing in garages. Right. And at, at fucking their, their, their GW stores, like they don't like that. And that gives a better feel good to the, to the game, which then for them, what they believe grows the game into more people playing and just, instead of just at the top elite people that can like understand how mechanics work. Sure. But I think you've even said too, is you don't like parts of the game where you have no ability to interact, right? I have no interaction. There's nothing I can do, could have done to either mitigate or prevent this from not happening. Right. Yeah, and then one argument that I get with that, with me anyways, because I do say that, is that, well, you play things that are negative two to hit. Yeah, I'm negative two to hit when you're outside of 12. Right. So move <clears throat> in 12. Right. Now minus one. Or charge me. And now no minuses. Right. So, like, that's, a, but when you put something on top of a building and just can't, can't interact with it with, with fucking assault at all. But you're right. playing assault army. Okay. <laughs> right like that that's what that's what i'm talking about right but i think the the, the part of the non-interaction was when you could deep strike everything outside of your deployment zone turn one right the alpha strike issue right oh the game comes down to who wins the first roll because we're both alpha striking and oh, that's cool you win you won the first roll cool you win and, and we, that's we not talk, a good game at that's, all. that's not a good game we talked about this it happened at what was it, Nova last year with the uh, Pajama I think it was Adepticon. It was Adepticon? Maybe Nova. I don't yeah, know. where they rolled off, he didn't seize, and he, and he conceded. Like, yeah, right he, there on the spot. Because he knew, right? That's not... When, when, when a top-level player deploying the best he can deploy, doing the best he can do, that occurs, and he just concedes, you know there's something wrong. Yeah. Right? There was no interaction that can be had. It came down to who won the first dice roll. When you see the, the top players in the world, the top players at a big event, over a hundred something people player event and it comes down to one role and one gives up like there's a problem now there's a problem that's a bad game right and we can all recognize that and if you think about that like before when that you know before those faqs you think about it now i don't see that foresee happening at all right i don't even when people thought the game was broken with the castellans and the fucking gar like the top players still play the games out Right. And they weren't like just landslides. They were still games. Right. So So the changes have 
made an impact, I think, for the better. And to the made it better to what GW wants the game to be. Right. If you don't, if you want to church charge uh, turn one, go play OS. Yeah. That's what they do all the time. Right. You push your models in the front, you roll dice, and then you like laugh at each other's beard, and then you say who won. <laughs> like, that's what you do. There's AOS for you. And if you want to play a totally balanced game, go play chess. Yes. And that's another argument I tell people. Your models are black. My models are white. No advantage. Go. Well, the ones that are white have white. Yeah, they do have white privilege. White privilege. I mean, (laughs) they do get to go first. They do get to go first. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Well, you guys, thanks for the the voicemails. Um, Our next message actually came from Charles Fox, and this one was for Pretty Dick. Pretty Dick already has... Um, fans on the show. Um, he wanted Charles Fox is a chaos player. He's out from Kansas, I think. Um, one of our patrons, uh, and uh, he wanted Pretty Dick to give him a list doctor for some lists he was working on. Uh, so the list he sent us was uh, a Vanguard detachment of Chaos Death Guard with a Demon Prince, some Plague Marines, three Foul Blight spawns, a Noxious Blightbringer. Uh, Chaos Rhino. Then he had a Spearhead Detachment with a Chaos Lord, Foded Bloat Drones, uh, three Plague Burst Crawlers. And then he had a Battalion of Chaos Space Marines um, with the Renegade Chapter with the Demon Prince of uh, with Wings of Nurgle, Sorcerer with Jump Pack, Chaos Cultists, the whole thing. That was a fart. I heard that. That was a fart. I'm pretty sure my microphone picked it up too, motherfucker. But anyway, so he asked Pretty Dick for his opinion on it. Uh, so Pretty Dick <laughs> sent us this voicemail uh, with some help for Charles Fox. This will come in two voicemails, so it's broken up because we got a three-minute time limit on our voicemail. So he sent two separate voicemails. Why did he talk so much? What's up, Charles? It's Pretty Dick. And the first one's only a minute I twelve. I that so you wrote in to me and wanted some specific questions about chaos, specifically uh, Death Guard. So i Probably be two messages just because these douchebags only give you three minutes on this fucking voicemail line. You spend a minute and twelve on the first anyway, one. Anyway, so watch. you sent me a kind of interesting list. A lot of it I actually liked. A couple little things you, you spoke about putting all of your plague marines and your foul blight spawns in a rhino and like basically sending that up to the board and then expecting that the five or seven plague marines is going to survive to protect your foul blight spawns. It's just not going to work. They're going to die. So I, I took most of that out of the list. Uh, the Rhino's just not that strong. Um, but I really like the Plague Burst Crawlers, like foul, uh, bullet, Bloat Drones, uh, a couple Demon Princes. The I mean, you get the Source of the Jump Pack, the Death X, and Warp Times, smart choice. And it, it's, it's not a bad list, but I, I went ahead and tuned it up a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead and I'll call back on the next message, and I'll let you know what I ended up doing. Thanks. So here's part two. All right. Pretty dick part two. Part two. So <laughs> I made you a battalion. Uh, so I threw both the Demon Princes and Nurgle in that battalion along with the Sorcerer. So it's the same Sorcerer loadout they have. It's smart. Death X works great. Um, warp time is really what you're going to be using this for. Now the first Demon Prince called Arch Contaminator. That is going to be your Warlord. So he wants to sit back and just basically hang out with all of your uh, Plague Burst Crawlers, your Foul Blight Spawns, and your foot blow drones because it gets a reroll all the wounds on all of that shit. It's just, it's fucking phenomenal. Um, the other Demon Prince has uh, the relic, the, the separating plate, 
it just gives him a two up armor save. He deals mortal wounds back in combat on a four up if you take any, if you make any armor saves, which is amazing. Uh, so a couple cultists in there, so just three cultists. Um, you have two foul blight spawns and your noxious blight bringer, which you wanted in your original list, which is smart because it gets you to advance on 2d6, pick the highest, which is really useful for a lot of this army. Same thing, the full-up Botrons are still in there, the three Plague Burst Crawlers are still in there, it's all extremely strong. So what I ended up adding was a second battalion that's got, it's just a Nurgle Demon Battalion, which is great because it gives you a lot of good stratagems, but it gives you the Poxbringers, so two of those, and three sets of Nurglings. Now the Poxbringers are really important because they give you plus one strength to all of your bullshit, basically. So the, the, the Plague Burst Crawlers and the Blow Drones are all now strength eight flamers that are rebuilding all the wounds. That's and really you have a couple psychic powers. So you can either smite spam with these guys along with the demon princes, or more importantly, you can do like virtue and blessing, and uh, you pile that onto one of the demon princes with a suffering plate, also throw blades putrefaction on him. Now, because of that demon battalion, any wounds of a six becomes plus one damage to that. Now that works with those demon princes for uh, Death Guard. So basically, if you add those two psychic powers to it, my, if my math might be a hair off, but uh, you're wounding everything plus two on fours, you should have three damage. On fives, I believe it is five damage with the Malefic Talents, which is it's astronomically good. Um, the last thing really I added in there was the Fluculent Normal, because that means oh, turn that one, man. you can move, advance, roll 2d6 for all that stuff, pick the highest, shoot up across the board and flame anything you want, and then also you can warp time along with that. So your Demon Prince has, like, a 36-inch threat range plus charging. It's astronomically good. So, <laughs> it's so stupid. take a look at it, and it'll go over the entire Fucking list with you. Um, astronomically. Let me know if you like it, if you want to change something, and let me know how it works. Thanks. So, that was... Uh, so, Charles, there you go. There's Pretty Dick's take on your uh, your list. I'll go ahead and post Number both. one Demon player, right? Yeah. Uh, is he? I, I think so. I think he is. Um, but I will post both lists in the show notes on the website so you can check them out. Uh, Charles' first list that he sent, and then I'll have the list that Pretty Dick made. And you'll have the I'll – I'll actually – I'll drop the voicemails in, I think, to the show notes. So that way you can read those. You can hear those as well. So um, – but that is our uh, our interactions for this week. That was a lot. A ton going on. Oh, like, I don't know, reach arounds or something. <laughs> Interactions they're, they're, sound like they, we, we, we weren't getting, we weren't getting uh, complimented enough. We weren't getting enough. Uh, we we're getting filleted enough. Filleted. <laughs> so so uh, back in the army, I was at a bar. This guy, well, this guy in my unit walks in. He's already drunk, right? So we're sitting around hanging around with these bunch of girls. This guy walks up and goes, "Man, I was just banging this girl, and I am the king of fellatio." <laughs> I'm like, really? He goes, okay. yeah. I go, really? You're the king of Felicia? He goes, yeah. Man, I am just amazing at it. Like, there's nothing I can't do. I'm like, hey, you see those girls over at the bar? I think you should go tell them that right now. He goes, I will. So he walks right up, and I can't hear the conversation, and these girls just start laughing. And he runs back, and he goes, they just started laughing at me. I go, cunnilingus, you piece of shit. He goes, oh, my God, cunnilingus. Cunnilingus. <laughs> what? Cunnilingus, it's eating pussy, man. Oh. It's the opposite of fellatio. Fellatio sucking dick. Cunnilingus is eating pussy. Cunnilingus. Cunnilingus. I've never heard that word in my life. <laughs> the fuck? Tongue farting a... F- tongue punching a fart box? Is that better for you? Yeah, I can get that yeah, one. Yeah, I got that one. I got that one. 
<laughs> when Pretty Dick said that, Tiffany comes back. She goes, when Pretty Dick said that, I laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Pretty Dick, Tiffany got you a present. You're going to like it. Sweet. It's funny. It's a Halloween present. It's awesome. <laughs> I assume it's a chocolate dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's something else. The girl's got poop on her butt, okay? Mm. Then you give her the chocolate dick. <laughs> But lastly, most importantly, what we have been drinking, uh, I picked up this sour tropical fruit goose, goss, I don't know, from Modern Times, their Fruitlands Sour Beer. Goose? Goss. Goss. I don't know. You're you're the enjoyer of sours. You really enjoy sours. I like it. I downed mine quick. Yeah. Actually, I'm not a big fan of sours, and I really like this one. It wasn't like... There wasn't a there wasn't an aftertaste like a lot of sours have. Yeah, it wasn't really a strong like hmm. hit of sour, but it was just sour enough to give you like that hint. But everything I've had from Modern Times has always been good, so I don't know why I thought this wouldn't be good, but this was good. And I'm glad I picked it up. I mean, it does have a pink wording and shit on it, though. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be fruity. Okay, <laughs> I bought it for you, right? Oh, fuck you, fruit. <laughs> So that has been another edition of the Veteran Gamer Reenlisted. I'm, of course, your host, Andy, and as always, join my best friend, Ray. I'm the Ray. I'm the fat. Until next time, ladies, drink up. <laughs>